Ew, you fucking pig. Shut up. Burping in the microphone. What the fuck you think this is? He fought it out of his face. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it just makes it a fart anyway, because his face is an ass. <laughs> That should have been like funny, but I'm like, ah, the same stuff comes out of it. <laughs> Everybody, welcome back to the Sober World of Sports. Mikey stumbled fucking three seconds in. <laughs> Come We're on, back. Sir. The podcast that does an episode once a season. Yep. What? When was the last time we did an episode? May, March. Let's say it was spring. Spring. This is the summer. The weather was summer, changing. Summer joint. Summer. Now it's the summer joint. And now it's going to be fall soon. When? Now, now we know where you live. We can just go to your house and be like, sup, bitch. <laughs> and it's quick, too. Well, I mean, now the, the, new, the new episodes, we're going to like, we can like rattle off like six at once. And we can just have them in the can. Like, you know, like man. <laughs> well, you has, sit on the can. While he's getting stuff, and, you know. <laughs> he's getting his can rammed. And the salt with the soft coaster. <laughs> Mike Manny said he had a soft coaster for me to put my drink down upon, and Mikey, being the weirdo that he is, damn right, thought Manny said I have a soft keister, which we're not arguing with at all. But that's besides the point. It, it's soft but firm. Yeah, it's it's like a nice mattress. Anyway, I'm Mikey Coco alongside the the good brother, literally. Fuck yeah, vicious and delicious. Well, that too. Yeah, Joey. cute as fuck. Wow, that was loud. Joey, got a cock hung on me 10 inches long. What? <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> what happened? Nothing. <laughs> Joey Eakam and Coco, hi. Hello. How are you? Good. Wow, you guys didn't say anything. No, I didn't. Good for you. <laughs> All right. And across the table, we're actually recording on a table this we're time. We're on a table. Yeah. As opposed to being on a dresser. Yeah. On my dinner table that I haven't ever eaten dinner on. You know, I'm going to tell you guys right now this episode's going to suck. Yeah. Because there's only three of us. Yeah, right? Because yeah. we're not at the apartment. Nah. This is a pet-free building, unfortunately. Aww. Boo! You guys should move. <laughs> you guys should move. Y'all can't fit like a You can have a snake. <laughs> Come on. You guys got I got a snake, man. Small snake. <laughs> Something yeah, that could strangle a child. He lives here. Can, quiet. If you get an alligator, can you put the lease in his name? Yeah. It's not my apartment. It's the fucking snake's <laughs> apartment. We live with him. What the fuck do you want? You signed off on this, not me. Stupid. He can't do taxes. Yeah. Hi, Manny. Hi. I, I guess I'm no longer the beast from the East Village. No, you're the beast from... Queen's Quest. Queen... Queen's Quest? Yes. <laughs> He's part of Queen's Quest? I, yes. I feel like the Queen from Queen's is, is just too on the nose. <laughs> Accurate, but too on the nose. Doesn't really move much because he's, you know, Manny's, Manny, when Manny takes off his shirt, he looks like Velcro. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Manny Marcano, hi. 
Remember, remember back, it may have been like gladiators or wild and crazy kids where like you'd put on the Velcro suit and you'd have to jump up against the wall. It may have been wild and crazy kids. Manny didn't I... even need the suit. <laughs> just jump just on. Jump on. Yeah. What was it? The Legends of the Lost Temple or something? Legends, Legends of the, the Hidden, Hidden Temple. Temple. Asshole. Which they made a movie of a few years ago. Really? It was, it was a made-for-TV movie on Nickelodeon. Really? Had Kurt Fogg and everything. It had Kurt Fogg? Yeah. Oh my god. What? Look at old and shit. Oh, jeez. That sounds like it would be horrible. <laughs> the trailer looked cool as shit, though. But I, I didn't watch it. And they had the new Double Dare, which isn't some, actually bad. Would so, is, it's not? The little bit I saw wasn't bad. Has some girl on it. And yeah, like she's... Mark Summers is like the commentator now. Yeah, he just shit. does the announcing. We got a fucking... I know. Well, speaking of... <laughs> speaking of announcing, we're going to have a special commentator for our show tonight. Oh, shit. As we're doing Wrestle Kingdom 10. Yep. Back at the Tokyo Dome. Shinshun Tōrai. Akemashite. デスルキングダム創立44周年を迎えた新日本プロレスの新たな歴史が動き出すその瞬間を目に焼き付けろ心に刻めさあ始まるぜ1.4は東京ドームに大集結ハイレベルハイスパートバトルのジュニアタッグ4A マッチセカンドバラー新設されたネバー6人タッグ王座初代王者に輝くのはバレットクラブかヤノトール率いるブリスコブラザーズかサンドバラー新日本初上陸となるROH王者ジェイリーサルに挑むはアイスマス怪力マイケルエルガン タイムスプリッター串田バーサス漆黒の王者ケニーオメガフィスパラー南高フラッグのタッグ王者カールアンダーソン毒ギャローズに挑むはワールドタックリーグ優勝チーム真壁闘技本間智明絆深まる g b h 夢のベルト奪取はなるのか。セクスバラー。三重県桑名市出身なんでしょ。キャプテン桑名でもやってればいいのか。正義不能集団。ロスインオベルナブレスで破本。内藤哲也バーサス。未だかつてない屈辱を
ネバー王者石井智弘は激闘必至骨身を削る超肉弾戦が東京ドームを揺るがすセンファイナル待ち望んだドリームマッチついに実現 IWGP インターコンチネンタル王者中村俊介 VS 挑戦者 AJ スタイルズ余計なものはもういらないんじゃないか飾りだとか味付けだとか素直その感動を味わいたいなと唯一無二プライムな男たちの刺激的初遭遇その戦いにたぎりまくれメインエヴァー新日本プロレスをよくしていこうっていうのは俺の夢なんだ土俵際に立たされた新日本のエース棚橋宏もうな東京ドームで恥はかきたくねえんだそれだけだ最大のリベンジマッチへ王者岡田和親新日本の未来をかけた極みの頂上決戦未知なるステージへ導くことができるのは俺かお前かシャーニュージャパンプロアスリーホーリーフォースアニバーサリーバディファイトプレゼンスレスルキングダム10 in 東京ドーム Now before we move forward, we're skipping over an entire year, right? We、mm. went from Rest Kingdom 9 to Rest Kingdom 10. So, previously on New Japan Pro Wrestling. This is the part where we get really quiet and I can just <laughs> let y'all know. <laughs> January 5th, the New Year Dash. Jushin Thunder Liger will retain the NWA Junior Heavyweight Championship against El Desperado, and the Bullet Club will debut a new member, Cody Hall, the son of Big Scott Hall. I remember him. January 10th, Suzuki Goon invades Noah, and we all know how that turned out. Great. Yep, it was absolutely fantastic. Can't miss, can't miss TV. You got it out, Mike. For a year. <laughs> God, the.、Uh... Cool. At first, I liked it. Yeah, it was cool for a year. I like how they cooled out on that shit now. It was cool for six months. Yeah. And then it was. Then Sagira joined after Marafuji won the title, and Martin Sagira won the title for Marafuji, then joined, and then went on for another year plus, and then Sagira left, and he beat up Suzuki, and then the rest is history. History we'd prefer not to go over. Yeah. <laughs> February 11th, new beginning in Osaka. The Young Bucks would win back the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championships in a three way against Red Dragon and the Time Splitters. Ooh, a three way. Yeah, you're used to that, right? <laughs> I mean, this show's a three way, right? Yeah. We are the three way dance of podcasting. Fuck yeah, we are. Put it, yeah. We put in each other's keysters. What the fuck are you talking about? Nothing. You, you had to take it there? Yeah, I, what I, you, Yeah. What? 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 Wait, so what's happening with the keysters? It's like he's some kind of ass man. Bap, bap. Well, if you want to know something, Manny, I like to love him. Do you? Yeah, I like to lick him. Oy. <laughs> I like to shove him. Jesus. I like to stick him. That was, that was Did, thinking about the, those words are correct, and that's the scariest fucking part. There was part. a theme song about eating ass. I mean, 
To be fair. Yes, yeah, so the Summer World of Sports theme song. Yeah, you have to think about friends. the fact that <laughs> kids wore t-shirts based around the theme of eating ass. Oh, yeah. I definitely wore a shirt that said suck it when I was 12. Well, yeah, but I mean, more <laughs> recently. that neighborhood we lived in? Oh, well. think, think about all the kids with booty shirts. That too. Yeah, they like eating booty. Oh, was, I mean. I don't know, man. People, we're gonna, people are complaining about that shit. I had a shirt about sucking dick. Yeah. <laughs> when I was like 12, and I wore it to school once. I mean, think and about the Putang Pie shirts. That, that too. That too. You wore a lot of. A lot of crude shirts as children. I did. I still. Well, I mean, now my shirts just have like pentagrams and shit on it. I have yeah. I have too many t-shirts with curse words on it. You do. You're a fucking crass motherfucker. I fucking damn right am. Cursing all the fucking time. Yeah. Fuck you. Eat my ass. Oh jeez. <laughs> it's not nice, Mike. Asshole's got no class. No fucking class. <laughs> you like school on Sunday. You suck dick. <laughs> Gallows and Anderson will win back the IWGP Tag Team Heavyweight Championships against Mayu Tag, which is Shibata and Goto. AJ Styles will defeat Hiroshi Tanahashi to win the IWGP Heavyweight Championship. That's racist. Oh, man. Three days later, at New Beginning in Sendai... On Valentine's Day. Jushin Thunder Liger will retain the NWA Junior Heavyweight Championship against Chase Owens. Hiroshi Tenzan would win the NWA Heavyweight Championship against Joey's boy, oh Ron Conway. God, that's Rob sad. Conway. Ron, Ron, Ron the Truth Conway. <laughs> Rob Conway? It's hot in here. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Tomohiro Ishii would win the Never Openweight Championship, which was vacant when Togi Makabe was too sick to defend the title. Oh, jeez. I believe he had the flu at the time. Yeah. Well, he's lost the, the title. Or not lost the title, but like a couple of people have given up the title because of the flu. Yeah. So apparently it hits them pretty hard. Yeah. He would win against Tomowaki Hanma in a match rated five stars in the Wrestling Observer. Shinsuke Nakamura will retain the IWGP Intercontinental Championship against Yuji Nagata. Is he doing anything now? Who, Shinsuke Nakamura? Yeah. I think he's doing a thing or two. He put a book out. Hit someone in the dick. Punching dicks. He's doing a signing on his book. Where? I think he did somewhere in Jersey. Oh, on bookends? Yeah, probably. But yeah, he's punching dicks now. Punching dicks? What are you up to, Shinsuke? I'm just punching dicks. Yeah, it's fun. You should try punching it. Punching dicks, whatever. You know, surfing, punching dicks. <laughs> punching dicks while surfing. Yeah, punch sharks in the dick when I'm surfing. Ah! <laughs> and a cock. March 5th to the 15th, the New Japan Cup. Kota Ibushi would defeat Hiroki Goto in the finals to get a shot at the title at Invasion Attack. Now, March 21st, Road to Invasion Attack Day 1. Hiroshi Tenzan would retain the NWA World Heavyweight title against his partner, Satoshi Kojima. I hate watching my dads fight each other. Oh, I know, right? Those... those matches always hurt. You just You're see the red on the ground. You're hurting him. Road to Invasion Attack Day 2 on March 22nd. Jushin Thunder Liger retains the NWA Junior Heavyweight Championship against Tiger Mask. Now April 5th at Invasion Attack, Rapungi Vice wins the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championships against the Young Bucks. I miss those two so goddamn much. I know, right? Kenny Omega retains the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship against Mascara Dorada. The Kingdom, Matt Taven and Michael Bennett, defeat Gals and Anderson for the IWGP Heavyweight Tag Team Championships. That's, remember this feud? That's terrible. Remember when he was salsa dancing? Yeah. So we remember what the focal point of this Kingdom, Gals, Anderson feud was, right? Oh, Maria. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. that shit was actually kind of funny. Maria. Even at one point where Liger was just in love with her on commentary. <laughs> they would just go out of their way to just have her ass on the TV. Oh, yeah, it was gratuitous. Oh, the cameraman. 
<laughs> oh my god, the cameraman. Good for him. <laughs> AJ Styles would retain the IWGP Heavyweight Championship against Kota Ibushi when his former friend, Kenny Omega, hesitated to attack Kota from behind, distracting him enough to get a top rope Styles clash. Now, April 29th, wrestling Hinokuni, Steve Anthony would defeat Liger for the NWA Junior Heavyweight title. Who? NWA guy. I, I forgot Steve yeah. Anthony yeah. exists. <laughs> Hiroshi Tenzan retains the NWA heavyweight title against Fuck yeah. Big Daddy Yum Yum. Yeah, yeah, my guy. And Togi Makabe wins back the Never Openweight Championship against Ishii. Now, May 3rd, wrestling Dantaku, the Young Bucks win back the junior tag titles against Rapungi Vice and Red Dragon. Kenny Omega retains once again against Alex Shelley. And Hiroki Goto will win the IWGP Intercontinental Championship against Shinsuke Nakamura. May 22nd to June 7th, the best of the Super Juniors, 22. Kushida would defeat Kyle O'Reilly in the finals to win the tournament. That shit was great. It was really, really good. Shit's fantastic. Now, July 5th, Dominion Osaka Joe Hall, which is the only time Dominion was in July, not June. The Bucks retained the junior tag titles against Rapungi Vice and Red Dragon. Katsuyori Shibata would have my match that night against Kazushi Sakuraba. Which has the moment where Shibata broke a submission with his teeth. That shit was and crazy. And hit the loudest slap you'll ever hear. Didn't he do some move that like we bugged out about? I bugged out alone at the house at that slap. Kushida would defeat Kenny Omega to win the junior heavyweight title. Didn't he give him a tower bridge? Yes, I think he did. Yeah, yeah he did. Yeah, the tower also the one where he um, where he was holding in the sleeper with his teeth. Yeah. No, the, yeah, yeah. They, uh, yeah, he put him in the tower bridge, and then he went over to the, he broke the tower bridge with his teeth. No, he broke a, a, a sleeper with his teeth. He broke a sleeper. Sure? And then, yeah, yeah. yeah, but I thought he was also holding a sleeper with, because his arm was limp. He was holding he the sleeper yeah. with his teeth. Yeah, that match was fucking nuts. Yeah, watch that again. Yeah, that shit was sick. Togi Makabe retains an ever openweight championship against Ishii again. Gals and Anderson would win back the heavyweight tag titles against the Kingdom. And one random note about 2015, that year had the random Tanahashi-Yano feud that ran for months. I totally forgot about that. That, that happens like every 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 couple of years that happens. Yeah. That's going to be his retirement match. And I think this show, the Dominion show, was the blow-off of that feud. Mm -hmm. Hiroki Goto would retain the IC title against Nakamura. And Okada would defeat AJ Styles in an awesome match to win the IWGP Heavyweight Championship. July 20th to August 16th, the G1 Climax 25, which would be the first G1 that would have more shows, but each show would have block-exclusive tournament matches instead of the mixed matches like they always did for years. Most of these shows were a chore to watch because they were mostly single-cam, no-commentary shows, but the finals would be Hiroshi Tanahashi defeating Shinsuke Nakamura in an amazing five-star match, which, have, which has one of my favorite endings to a match. Tano hits the hits Nakamura with the high fly flow while he's hanging off the the ropes. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. It was so so good. And also on this show, Genichiro Tenru would announce his retirement show and then get challenged by Okada. Oh boy. Yeah, More was, on that later. Oh boy. I see why it had to happen. Yeah. It, it it comes into play. Also on this show, the Red Dragon would win the junior tag titles against the Bucks. Kushida retains the junior heavyweight title against Ricochet. Now, September 23rd, Destruction in Okayama. Tiger Mask defeats Steve Anthony for the NWA Junior Heavyweight title. Gals and Anderson retain the Heavyweight Tag Titles against Tenkoji. Kenny Omega wins back the Junior title against Kushida. And Togi Makabe retains the Never Openweight against Kota Ibushi. Now, September 27th, Destruction in Kobe. Red Dragon retains the Junior Heavyweight Titles against the Time Splitters. 
Hiroshi Tanahashi retains his number one contendership for the IWGP Heavyweight title against Bad Luck Fale, and Shinsuke Nakamura defeats Hiroki Goto to win back the IC title. October 12th, King of Pro Wrestling. Red Dragon retains the junior tag belts against Rapungi Vice. Kenny Omega retains the junior heavyweight title against Matt Seidel. Ishii defeats Makabe to win back the Never Openweight. Tanahashi defeats Naito to retain the number one contendership. Takaaki Watanabe makes his return, aligning with Tetsuya Naito and Bushi and LIJ as... Evil. Evil. <laughs> so that's a good song. And finally, Okada retains the heavyweight title against AJ Styles in their rematch. November 7th, Power Struggle. Saito and Ricochet win the Super Junior Tag Tournament against Rapungi Vice. Ishii defeats Hanma to retain the Never Openweight. And Nakamura defeats Carl Anderson to retain the IC title. Now November 15th, the Tenryu Project Revolution Final at Ryogoku Sumo Hall, which was a show we were going to cover, but New Japan World took it down, and the only place I could find it is a really bad tube site that doesn't load half the show, and it's a long show. Yeah. So It was a long show, I remember. It was four or five hours. Oh, God. Didn't we try watching that together? No. I don't think I did. Maybe I could have sworn we watched at least a Tenru match. Yeah. I've never seen it. You, it might be that I went over and we started watching it, and then we just started doing other things because it was fucking boring. I was yeah. probably on my phone the whole time because I'm like, yo. It was like, on late, and yeah. we just said, fuck it, turned well, it off. I just, I just remember you looking up from your phone and being like, oh, it's a missile drop kick. <laughs> oh, it's another missile drop kick. Oh, hey, she did another missile drop kick. <laughs> kicked him like 12 times. So anyway, Okada would defeat Tenru in a pretty meh match. That had a one scary moment. Tenru is going to pick up Okada, to hit him with the power bomb. Unfortunately, Tenru is 65 years old. <laughs> just drops Okada right in his fucking neck. Yikes. He just dropped him on his neck. Now imagine if that ended badly. If Possible. that's the case, we, we wouldn't be doing this right now. <laughs> no. The show would be about Shibata in a different world. <laughs> that is true. The Tanahashi Shibata feud. Now we have the World Tag League. Great Bash Heel would defeat Evil and Naito in the finals to win the World Tag League and face the tag champs of Wrestle Kingdom 10. We're the World Tug League. <laughs> December 18th, Rose to Tokyo Dome, Day 5. Tiger Mask retains the NWA Junior Heavyweight title in an awesome match against Jushin Thunder Light. I mean, fucking Battle Liger. Goddamn right. This match was awesome. He just threw out Battle Liger for no reason. I know, right? Well, I think he pissed him off. I think that yeah. was the lead up to it. Yeah, he was like, oh, you're old and you're weak and you're not you're, really you're doing bitch. it anymore. But they could have done that at the Dome. Yeah, which they should have. <laughs> but but out of nowhere, I guess maybe they needed to keep the excitement building towards the Dome. But you didn't know about it until the match started. True. It was Battle Liger. I know. I guess it's one of those things that because they threw out Battle Liger... People will tune into that show now. <laughs> like people tune into those stupid shows because something good like Battle Liger might happen. That's yeah. True. So now December nineteenth, Road to Tokyo Dome, day six. Bushi defeats Mascara Dorada to win the CMLL World Welterweight Title. Good for him. You know what I call that? What? Bushi. Ah, uh, I see what you did there. I'm lost. He doesn't agree with the fact that Bushi won the title. So. And it sounds sort of like bullshit. Oh, all right. Whatever, bro. <laughs> I'm going back on my lamp. You know how Jeff Jarrett spells his name? J-E-F-F-J-A-R-E-T-T? -T? 
I spelled that joke B double O double O double O. It's like boo. It's like six boos. I was saying booers. And that leads us to our the show. Space balls. <laughs> Watch out. So before we recorded, we were watching Spaceballs. And the fucking theme song is stuck in all, all of our heads. heads. Watching Spaceballs and eating empanadas. <laughs> yeah. That's a man. that's a great Labor Day weekend activity. Watch out. <laughs> now, earlier we were talking about Mark Summers on a new Double Dare being an announcer. Yeah. On our show, uh, we have a special guest. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so they decided they wanted to... Had this show for more um, foreign audiences, yes. right? So we can't understand Japanese. So yes. what do you do? You get yourself a translator. Yes. Out of everybody who who knows English and can speak Japanese, yes. and translate for English audiences. No. Who do you get? Who who do you got in mind? Uh. <laughs> you get Yoshitatsu. Uh. Yes. I don't know. <laughs> Uh, I think I don't know. Uh, <laughs> so and so this was when it aired this on New Japan World. This show was super long. It's about seven out, close to seven hours. So the show on New Japan World is about six, seven hours long when it first aired. The problem is about two hours of that is the the loading screen. <laughs> But before that, we get our pre-show, which is interviews with our commentary team, Kevin Kelly, Matt Stryker, and Yoshitatsu. Yes. <laughs> That's a pretty awful commentary team. Like, Stryker, okay, I'll give you a pass on Stryker. He's, he's I like Sandy Hook tr- truther, but... Is he? <laughs> no, actually, you know what? I think it's... it's uh, What's his name? The Ringo-looking motherfucker that was in Impact. Josh Matthews? No, no, no. He was on NXT also. Oh. Well, he thinks they were like actors or something? Yeah. Austin Aries? Yes, Austin Aries. <laughs> really? Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. Jeez. Oh, <laughs> um, hey, it was Austin Starr. So, so you got like Stryker, who, okay, you know, he can be good and he can be awful. Mm-hmm. Let's, let's be realistic. Um, he's not bad, but he can be kind of bad sometimes. <laughs> and he's the best one on that team. And then next to him, you have Kevin fucking Kelly. Who was eh, was not that great at the time. His G1 commentary was really good this year. Well, I think he's gotten better. Way better, yeah. At that time, he was fucking awful. Yeah. He was just like, hey, it's a move. (laughs) What move? That thing. It's a thing. (laughs) Oh, geez, they're doing wrestling stuff in that square thing up there. (laughs) He, He was like, what a maneuver, but with less emotion. And there's Yoshitatsu. And then there's Yoshitatsu. <laughs> who basically only said yes. Or no. See, or, that, that dog I outside. No. You got We got a dog barking outside because we mentioned the name Yoshitatsu. That dog is more informative than Yoshitatsu. <laughs> I can understand more well, of what At least what I know dog the dog is, is upset at trying to get somebody's attention. <laughs> you ask Yoshitatsu, shut the <laughs> fucking <laughs> Trying to do a thing here. So, like, at least you know the dog needs something or something. You ask Yoshi a question, she's like, ah. <laughs> But we have, we have our saving grace. Hiroshi Tanahashi comes out and says a few words. And they do these interviews in front of a green screen. And, uh, like, like I said, this show's about six hours, 45 minutes, the one we saw. Six of those hours was spent 
before the show, Tanahashi was just getting his hair done. That's true. But he didn't have his hair done until, like, before. He was in a hurry. He yeah. A... So he's like, guys, how long? We gotta, you gotta... They made the show that long so they could do Tanahashi's hair. Yo, guys, I heard this Doraemon movie's coming out. Is there any way we could do something so we could stall for more time to get my hair done? That's coming up, too. <laughs> but the whole time, Tan- they got they got a pit, like, they're, they're showing Tanahashi getting his hair done. <laughs> They have it a pitcher and pitcher they should have had. And he's just playing the air guitar. <laughs> Strumming. Coming up with new riffs. He's like... <laughs> he's actually writing down... He's writing the music down on his invisible notepad. Everything he does is invisible. And magic. But they're doing these interviews in front of a green screen. Which made me think. If we were doing a video portion of this show... I would just have Tanahashi behind us playing air guitar the whole time. That'd be great. Right? You could play it during our intro anytime we have music and production. Oh, fuck yeah, like the Wild Stallions, just Tanahashi. Yeah. Just Tanahashi like, could be our Rufus. Yes. It'd be like Pootie Tag. There's <laughs> no music, but you know. Tanahashi's new hit. <laughs> <laughs> now, Joe, if you were a Toroshi Tanahashi and you're being interviewed in front of a green screen, wouldn't you just be hanging out, playing air guitar? Yeah. While everyone so. else is being interviewed? I'm talking right now. Manny's... Getting some points across, and you'd be here, chilling with your air guitar. Yeah, I would just hang out, you know, fucking fuck around with my air guitar. Right. That's what I would do. Now, Tanahashi tells Kevin Kelly to make sure to say Tanahashi is the best in the world. That's true. That's just straight that facts. That is law. That's straight facts. You can't, you know. That should be etched in stone. I want that on my fucking, when I die, you know, I want that on my tombstone. On your pizza? <laughs> Why are we talking about me having a pizza for Tombstone Pizza. Oh wow, I forgot that was Tokyo Dome no main event Tanahashi is best in the world. Please make sure. We'll make sure we tell everybody that you're yes. the best in the world. Yes. Uh, you have to beat Okada though to mm-hmm. be the best in the world. Yes. Yes. You're confident. I will. Okay. Yes. He will. So Tanahashi now says he start up a new band with him on lead guitar. Kevin Kelly on bass, Stryker on keyboards, and Yoshitatsu on drums. Yes. <laughs> hey Yoshi, can you can you hit us a nice drum beat? Yes. <laughs> I don't know why I can imagine Yoshitatsu's drum beats as interesting as Meg White's drum beats. Hey Yoshi, can we get a little more complex? Doom. Duh. Doom. Doom, te, doom, te, doom, doom, te. <laughs> All right, I guess we'll make it work. Yes. <laughs> Kevin Kelly looks so uncomfortable doing this, but I will say this: Matt Stryker is a ha- is a handsome fella. Oh, you want to fucking? He's just staring into the camera with his bright blue eyes, gazing at you. Wow. He had a nice suit on that. Thing. He did. And then there's Yoshi Tazu, look like a bad Ditto clone of Tanahashi. <laughs> Remember when they were a tag team? Yeah. And it was like, hey, it's Tanahashi! And that Tanahashi cosplayer. Wait, that's, that's who? This is fucking, they got this fucking guy back? So Kevin Kelly says, wrestling is love. And then he starts listing off moves, such as the high fly flow, the bomaye, the doomsday device, and the lethal injection. The Greco-Roman knuckle lock. <laughs> Which made me think, what are some other moves that be considered love? We have listed here the Dan Shoku driver. Yes. The U Pornplex. The Dan Shoku Destroyer. The Dan Shoku Destroyer. Nakamura's Dick Punch. Yep. Taguchi's Funky Weapon. Shattered Dreams. 
Love. All dick-based. Uh, All dick-based. The Bronco Buster. The Bronco Buster is just you, you smack someone in the mouth with your dick. Yeah, love. Exactly. It's a way of feeling. It is. <laughs> it, yes. Um, wrestling is heart. Wrestling is love. Wrestling is passion. Um, high Fly Flow, Beaumaye, uh, it, it, it's a Doomsday Device from the Briscoes, Lethal Injection. Uh, it's all the same. It's all power. It's all energy. Uh, and it's going to be great. Stryker then does a great Tomowaki Hama impression, just yelling Kokeshi with the raspy voice. What do you say, Kokeshi? Kokeshi! Oh. <laughs> no, 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 no. We're gonna have some fun. Yeah. The New Japan Rumble. This shit was fun. The New Japan Rumble is always fun. Yeah. This year's was awesome. It was. The Wrestle Kingdom 12 one was a lot of fun. There wasn't a uh, there wasn't a rumble at fucking Triple Mania. Uh, that was the best part of last year. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It was like everyone from the 90s. I'm like, oh my god, what? That guy can still walk. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to list off our participants like I do for the New Japan Rumble because no one gives a shit about the Rumble, right? Starting with participant number one, Jushin Thunder Liger. They've dubbed his fucking theme song. With his dub theme song. Oh, so Remember early New Japan World where it was all single cam, no commentary shows, everything was dubbed? Yeah. Stunk. Did. Number two. Yoshiaki Fujiwara. Kill the wabbit. Kill the wabbit. Kill the wabbit. Number three, Tiger Mask 4 with his dub theme. Number four, right. Cheeseburger. God, he was in the fucking Rumble, the All In Rumble. He was? Yep. I have to see this now. No, you don't. I do have to see <laughs> now that Cheeseburger was in it. And I'm going to cheer this man on. Go, yeah, let's do it, Cheeseburger. You're going to do it, even though I already know who won the, the, the Rumble. I watched it. It happened already. Yeah, I came in with the last few minutes of the Rumble. He's throwing burgers into the crowd. Of course he is. <laughs> but he has his dub theme as well. Fuck him. <laughs> Number five, Hiro Saito. Yeah. With his Axis Show dub theme. Fuck yeah. Number six, Yoshihashi. Which Yoshitatsu says that he was a good young boy. Number seven, Mascara Dorada. Number eight, Captain Dick Hunt. Number nine, Manabu Nakanishi. Yuji Nagata with his dub theme. I hate that fucking song. So bad. 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 Number ten, one of the six lunatics, Satoshi Kojima with his dub theme. Number eleven, another six lunatic, Hiroshi Tenzan with his dub theme. Number 12, Ryusuke Taguchi with his dub theme. Number 13, Shiro Koshinaka. Yeah, that sucks. Nobody had their fucking theme song. Yeah, no Rush. Terrible. No Tenzan. I, I did love when they went ass to ass. <laughs> they did. <laughs> they went ass to ass, and we I, always I, sleep ass my, to ass. My 90s heart exploded because I loved Koshinaka. Koshinaka's a man. I love that guy. Number 14, Everybody's Gonna Die. Haku. Ming. Ming. (laughs) Number 15. Great Kabuki. Where you could take a wild guess how he got eliminated. (laughs) Spits the poison mist at our next entrant. Number 16. 
Kazushi Sakuraba looking all fucked up yeah. from his oh, from his yeah. Ryzen fight against Shinya like, Aoki. What six days later? Yeah, yeah. After the 29th. He, when yeah. I was writing this, I rewatched that fight. It's so bad. I it, no, I legitimately felt bad. Yeah, I I was sitting there and I was like, I don't want to see this old man die in the ring right now. He got no offense. Yeah, no. I was watching a um a Roy Jones Jr. Uh, compilation. Yeah, and it was a match like that. Really? Like he's beating the shit out of this dude. Yeah. I forgot who it was, but he's beating the shit out of him, and he's just peppering him in the corner. Mm-hmm. And the dude's not defending. Roy Jones stops. Yeah. And the ref is like, oh, come on. And he's like, like his hands are down. Yeah. And Roy is just popping him in the face. Mm-hmm. And he stops. Mm-hmm. And he's looking at him. He's looking at the ref. Hit. Yeah. Tell him, dude, stop moving. No, he's fucking... Like, I almost understand the, the Sakuraba thing, mm-hmm. because it, it was a passing of the torch, and yeah. he's a tough guy who mm-hmm. wasn't going to give up, but, ugh, just watching him get his ass beat. His face was all fucked up in this in this rumble. Yeah. Especially since I've been following dude since I was, like, like a 13 years yeah. old. Yeah. And our final participant in the rumble, Jado. Alongside former J-pop idol and member of Momoiro Clover Z, Momoka Arias, who retired in January of this year. And the highlights of this match is Fujiwara beating the fuck out of Cheeseburger, which Joey was real excited about. You know what I'm going to call you from now on? What? Mocha Arias Hall. <laughs> That's mean. I know. Mean. Fuck you. Now, after surviving a dual hip attack from Koshinaka and Taguchi, Jada would win the Rumble by tossing both of them over the top rope. Everyone's getting beat to death with their fucking asses. But unfortunately, Jada wasn't. Yep. No. Captain, Captain Noah was on top that night. He was. And speaking of our captain, Captain Dick Butt getting eliminated. Got Captain really excited. Dick Butt. <laughs> and also, we had Tenkoji having trouble with each other. It's his partner. Like, what are you doing? They, did this, they were having issues during the match. They're about to fight, and then they teamed up and hugged it out. It, it, well, it happens every year. Yeah. <laughs> every year, they get into an argument, we have, and they start to you fight. You have that, and then you have the Nagata-Nakanishi tension. Yeah. After our match, Jada would celebrate with Momoka, who came out in a green mask and kimono. But the reason why Jada won and came with her is because they were plugging her upcoming CD. I'm going to try to pronounce this. It's Amaranthus which would come out of February of that year, alongside their fourth album. It's um, uh, Momoiro Clover Z. They released two albums at the same time. Don't ask why. I gotta admit, that album was good. Amar- Amaranthus? Yeah. I gotta listen to it. So they released their fourth album, Haken no Yoake, which has a song featuring Kiss. It's Yumeno Ukiyoni Saitimina, which means try to bloom in a dream about the floating world. And Kiss will release their own version of this song called Samurai Sun. And both al- both Momorio Clover Z albums would be number one and number two on the charts. Good for them. How about that? Good for them. How about that? That's, that's pretty oh. huge. Yeah. I got something huge for you boys. The 36th Doraemon movie. You guys excited? The 36th? Yeah. It's, it's just one of those fucking things, man. <laughs> yes. <laughs>
So what, what was your reaction when we watched this? Well, you you guys didn't know what Doraemon was. I right? do. Oh, you never? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. I know a little bit. But I know I know the character and everything. Yeah, I saw it and I was like, <laughs> you got the the butthead face. I don't know why, but like when I was a kid, like when you would walk up and down 14th Street, it was nothing but like bootleg toys and like yeah. imported <laughs> it was shit. Doraemon, Goemon. It was Dor. I had Doraemon and I had like. Remember the big gold fucking guy? Yeah, gold a uh, gold light on. Yeah, I had a big ass gold lights on. I didn't even know what the fuck it was. <laughs> it just looked cool. Yeah, grandma got it for me. It was like forty dollars. <laughs> she got me one of those, and I'm like, this is f- so cool. And it had like stickers on the on the like arms. Yeah, and stuff. yeah. I thought it was gonna be like the next Power Ranger villain or like the next Dragon's Lord, because that's all I knew was like Power. Ranger. Yeah. So I was like, oh shit, it's the next Power. The new villain and. Superhuman Samurai Cyber Squad? Bro. <laughs> Superhuman Samurai Cyber Squad was so dope. Oh shit, here comes Doraemon on stage. It happened in the Matrix. <laughs> it was in the Matrix. The Matrix is a ripoff of Superhuman Samurai Cyber Squad. I gotta see if we can find that. That show. I had the fucking on tape. I had a servo. I had like six servo figures. I had like every servo figure they made. Damn. Guess you were part of Superhuman Samurai Cyber Squad. Superhuman Samurai Cyber Squad. <laughs> I think that was the theme song. So alongside Doraemon on stage, who else we got? Yeah, a little girl, Tarzan, and some kind of shit monster. <laughs> I think it literally was a shit monster. Uh, a shit demon! <laughs> <laughs> now, when I was watching these characters, I was just imagining if it was just the young lions in the costumes. Who do you think the shit monster would be? That stupid dog. That stupid outside. dog outside won't <laughs> shut up. Shut the fuck up. Who would be a good? I kid? said it was Finley. Probably. That, yeah, that makes sense. He'd be a shit monster. No, I, 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 I guess the uh, shit monster would have been uh, Jay White. Pocket that's, knife. That's what threw him over the edge. <laughs> Pocket knife, Jay White. Yeah. <laughs> Swiss Army knife, Jay White. Kitchen knife, Jay White. He's a shit monster. Whenever you go to the bathroom, you turn the right, become a shadow shit monster man. <laughs> fuck. <laughs> That's one weird thing that happened when we didn't record. What? Our podcast was mentioned on the Petscop Reddit page. That, that was that, awesome. That did happen. <laughs> that did happen. Because we used the 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 themes, the even care theme in the Wrestle One episode, and someone posted it saying, "Oh shit, I think we found something." <laughs> they thought we were Paul. I think I think I think people think we were Paul. <laughs> they, you know, someone probably thinks we're Paul. That's probably. Great. Um, what? <laughs> oh god, damn it was it. like. New Petscop episodes. There were. There were two. Yeah. Back to back. On one was like a minute and a half long. Four. Oh, yeah. And the other one was half hour. And it was on your birthday, and it added way more stuff to it. They did. So awesome. Such a great series. What else happened? You, you, you're an old fuck now. Yeah, I am. My dick still works, though, so that's good, right? That's, that's all you can hope for, brother. That's good. You got about 70 more years of that. Yeah, seven? Jesus Christ. <laughs> you got me living to 100? I was going to say, like, 15. <laughs> I was going to say four. <laughs> Make those four count. <laughs> Mikey's gonna have a fucking accident. Start, starting right now. Clock's ticking, sir. Clock's ticking. Sound of him pulling his pud. 
Alright, this goes on for a long, long time. And then there's a musical number. This shit monster was what? fucking bugging me out, man. <laughs> you got the girl, she's dancing offbeat, not even following the music. You so, got Tarzan with his... Tarzan Goto? No, not Tarzan Jesus. Goto. You got Tarzan with his teeth are mad white. But we had cameos. Goddamn right, we did. We had two cavemen. Yep. Hiroshi Tanahashi and Togi Makabe. Which is the only reason why we actually... Watch this segment over again. Tanahashi is probably the most handsome uh, caveman ever. I agree with that statement. Yeah, bro. That's, that's fair. <laughs> now, after what feels like an eternity, the segment is over. Thank God. And then Doraemon starts talking again. <laughs> Shut up already. Shut the fuck up. And then now we have a trailer of the movie. This goes on forever. And then finally it's done. We have about an hour of the loading screen, and the show finally starts for our opening match. Oh, boy. Fatal 4-Way for the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Tag Titles. The Young Bucks, alongside Cody Hall, versus Rapungi Vice, Ricochet and Matt Seidel, and Red Dragon. It's a great theme song they got. It is, right? I doubt you're going to hear it. No, you're not. We start off with Kevin Kelly asking Yoshitatsu if he enjoys a superkick party. He says, Yoshi, have you ever been invited to a super kick party? Yes, uh, I would join. You would join us? Yes. It's when the, I come back. That is the, it's the best thing to be invited to, but you do not want to be the subject of. Yes. <laughs> he enjoys a super kick party, which, I don't, I, I don't know. I guess super kick parties are fun. Yeah, I guess. Sure, whatever. But you know what is fun? Ah. One of the creators of the super of this super kick party, Matt Jackson, yelling to the crowd. Mato! 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 These two Mato! former You know who I miss? Rapunky oh. Vice. The fuck yeah. I miss Rapunky. I miss They Beretta. were there yesterday. Yeah. They were at the fucking uh all in Yeah, the yeah. over the budget. Yeah. <laughs> Rumble. Because I wasn't really paying attention. Like, because there was like a shitload of stuff going on. Yeah. And, like, the best friends hug in the middle of the ring, and then they do the fucking Rainmaker Zoom. Yes. They're about to get eliminated by somebody, and then Rocky pulls him back in, and I'm like, Punky <laughs> Vice. Yes. Is Yoshitatsu a fan of the Bull Club? No. And he has no idea why the Young Bucks are staring him down. What? But wasn't his neck broken by a Bull Club member? That's Which true. makes me think, why is he like a super kick party if... Bullet Club members created the Super Kick Party. And Matt and Nick Jackson are staring a hole at you, Yoshi. What's the deal? We're not leaving here, champion. I have no idea. Now, remember I mentioned earlier Red Dragon's theme? Here they come. Oh, uh, what was the fucking dub theme? That's right. Oh, God. Joseph, comment. No. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I really wanted? I really wanted that Mortal Kombat Red Dragon shirt yeah, with the dragon on it. Yeah, that shit was dope. It's a really cool shirt, but I haven't seen it. Nah, since. that shit's gone, bro. C&D all day. It's like the Rick and Morty shirt? You I know? have that. Yeah, I got that. The I got Rick the Nick and, and Maddie shirt. Yeah. And I have the Mortal Kombat shirt, too. They had this. They had a... I mentioned this in an older episode. They had a Milwaukee Bucks yes, one. Yes, I remember that. And I'm like, that's fucking great. And then I went to go buy it. It was down. Gone. Yeah. Just, like, put shirts up and then get a C&D. And then they'd be like, okay, we're taking this down tomorrow. So. Yeah. And then just sell them, sell what they had yeah. at shows. So Cody Hall jumps everybody to start the match, followed by Matt screaming at Bobby Fish. Remember him? Cody? Yeah. Yeah. Bucks double team. 
then Yoshi quips that he's the Bullet Club hunter. Part of your issue, Yoshi, of course, with Bullet Club is the way that they do things, the way they handle their business. Yes, that's why uh, I'm Bullet Club hunter. You got the Bullet Club hunter to my left. Yes. <laughs> when I return to the thing, I will beat them. Good luck with that hunting Bullet Clubs in all Japan where you know there's no Bullet Club there, you but dummy. But still wears this. Yes! Yes! Yeah. Yes! yes. Yeah. <laughs> he still wears the Bullet Club Hunter shit in all Japan. I, I, They're barely in New Japan. <laughs> Never when it was exciting to see the Bullet Club. Yeah, it's like, oh god, Bullet Club's here now. It's just like that, right? <laughs> Bobby comes back in the ring, tagging in Kyle O'Reilly, double teaming Nick Jackson. Yoshi then asks where the name Red Dragon came from, where Kelly says it's their dojo. Plus the DR, apparently, flies capitalized man, stands for Davey Richards. A beautiful forearm and an axe kick by Kyle on side out when Art Punky Vice tagging each other, telling the Christian boys to suck their penises. Oh my god. Tramperetta with the red headband. And the message for everybody. This makes me think we have the honor of finishing the storyline arc with Yoshitatsu on commentary. What a fucking privilege that is. Yeah, right? <laughs> right. It's high as balls in this apartment. We have... We're sitting right in front of an AC that we can't use. Because <laughs> it's too loud. <laughs> we have 14 more pages of notes. Oh, God. The majority more. of those notes is because of this fucking Yoshitatsu. Fuck him. Right? This is good. This, is, this is a fun thing. God damn. It's fun. <laughs> fucking him. Yoshitatsu. Tope time! Beretta dives on everybody, but back in the ring, the Bucks get the upper hand on him. Super kick party time! Oh boy. Ricochet gets one as he springboards into the ring, which was awesome. Then you have Matt Jackson doing the cocky pin on Beretta yelling, Come on, baby! That's Jericho. Come on, baby! We know it sucks. Ah. If this was Red Shoes, he would not count that pin. He never counts the cocky pin. Matt then using Beretta's hand to tell Rocky to suck his penis... Ends up getting slapped by Rocky himself. He uses his hand to tell Rocky to suck his dick. That's he, fucking cold. You should start there. doing that to people. Mike, give me a hand. Suck my dick! A senton by Bobby Fish on everyone, and as Kyle has Matt in a submission, Nick dives over Bolt, hitting Kyle with a super kick, then side-on moonsaults on everybody, followed by Ricochet doing a dive... No! Cody grabs his leg and trips him. Jesus... Cody then hits Ricochet with the razor's edge onto the outside, onto everybody. This was cool. It was. The Bucks are back on offense, hitting diving kicks and a 450 as Matt holds Ricochet over the top rope, over the rope for two. Now Yoshi says fighting spirit is hard to explain, but I guess his way of explaining is that is that you never give up. Yoshi, the fighting spirit. What what does that mean here in Japan to, to the to the new viewer? Uh, in Japan, uh, kind of hard to explain, but like. I'm, I think that means like never give up. You kick out at one, you punch a man in the face. You know who else told me to never give up? Who? John Cena. Yes. That is true. So you're trying to tell me that John Cena has a fighting spirit? Of course he does. Ricochet and Seidel dive on the Bucks, followed by Ricochet doing a crazy dive onto Cody. Ricochet gets fucking hang time on this 450 onto Nick Jackson for a two count. Then they set up for the stereo shooting star press, but Red Dragon kicks them off the ropes. Followed by an intense combo of tag moves. A double dragon is hit, but Cody pulls Bobby out of the ring, attacking him. But Kyle hits a tiger knee off the apron onto Cody. Jesus. All four teams set up for a simultaneous suplex, where you can audibly hear them yell, One, two, three! Rocky hits a Hurricane Rana, followed by the forever clotheslines onto everybody. 
I love you, Rock. Yeah, man. He did that yesterday. He did? Yes. I got to watch the, the pre-show. It's funny because he had four corners set up, and he was giving everybody the forever clothesline. Yeah. And it looked like uh, Billy Gunn was not having that shit. Because <laughs> he's fighting with, I think, Bubba, was it? Like, they're like they're pinning each other. And then Rocky comes and gives Billy Gunn a clothesline, and he sells it, like, two seconds later. <laughs> And then, like, Rocky looks like he's going back to Billy Gunn, and then he just turns around and goes back to wherever he was hitting before. That's fun. It was. Rapungi Vice hits a double-team springboard dropkick sliding leg lariat for two. Then Seidel hits Rocky with a nasty knee strike, but Rapungi hits him with dual knees, then Rocky dives onto Red Dragon. Strong zero attempt, but Ricochet catches Rocky and hits the Benadriller. Stereo shooting star presses hit, but Matt blind tags Seidel and tries to get a sneaky pin, but Rocky kicks out at two. More bang for your buck is hit on Rocky for the one, the two, the three. Yeah. New champs. This match was tough to write notes. It really was cause because there's like there's 8 things way going on. too much shit going on, and you had Yoshitatsu on commentary. There's like way too much shit going on if like one of these teams is fighting the other team. Yeah. But one of these teams is fighting another team that's fighting another team that's fighting another team. So. I mean, these matches are short, but the amount of shit they do in these short matches is nuts. Yes. Yes. By the way, let's look at our young boys on the outside. What do we got here? We got the former C.J. Parker, now foul-mouthed bear tattoo on his ass wearing Juice Robinson. Little Juice, Juice Box. We also got youthful David Finley, and as we mentioned earlier, pocket knife, Jay White. <laughs> and also we got the young Sho and Yo, Sho Tanaka and Yohei Komatsu. Now our next match. For the inaugural IWGP Heavyweight Six-Man Tag Team Championships. Yujiro Takahashi, Bad Luck Fale, and Tamatonga versus Toriano and the Briscoes. Yeah. I forgot this was the ROH yeah. joint show. Yeah. Oh, God. This this match rules. Yes, it this does. match is great. Yes, it does. Yano. Yano-san. <laughs> On a real, the true, the hardcore pro wrestling fans in Japan, they know who we are. Tell them who we is. We the baddest tag team on the planet, man. AKA them boys. AKA the Briscoe Brothers. The Briscoe Brothers. And we coming to the Tokyo Dome. January 4th, Wrestle Kingdom 10, man. We gonna be there. And I'm telling you, who gonna be our partner? Let me tell you, that man they call Yano. That man with the highest DVD sales in Japan. Pro wrestling equals that. Yoshitatsu wants to know why Yujiro is in the Bullet Club. Because he's Japanese, right? He doesn't understand. Shut up, Yoshi. <laughs> now, Yujiro Takahashi somebody you know very, very well. Yoshi. Hey, hang on, hang on. I'm distracted. Oh, okay. Go ahead. Yeah, but I don't know why he's in the Bullet Club. He's the only Japanese, right? Yes, so he, he is. Yeah. Yes. I don't understand. Stryker mentions that Tonga was trained by the Dudley Boys. Then Kevin Kelly asked Yoshi what the mindset of the Bullet Club is because Tamatanga mentions himself a lot in first person as opposed to mentioning the whole team. He has a lot of I, I, I in his promos. And Yoshi has the appropriate response. Eh. He <laughs> <laughs> said a lot of I statements. Me, I've never been a champion. That's why I want to win. I want the championship. And he kicked the table over in very disrespectful fashion that had the brand new never open weight six-man tag team titles. Yoshi, what does that say about the mindset of this team with one member 
talking a lot about himself. Uh, Is it bad strategy? Yes. Very disrespectful. Kevin Kelly is referencing the press conference that they did the day before the Dome show, where Tonga had his Forgot About Tonga promo, where he's saying, fuck everybody, and he throws the chit table and then leaves, because everybody said everyone forgot about Tonga. Fuck him. Fuck him. Fuck the judges. Fuck, fuck, fuck Red Shoes. <laughs> fuck, fuck President Sugabayashi. And while we're on TV Asahi, y'all can suck my motherfucking dick. Since <laughs> May ain't in charge yet, y'all can suck my motherfucking dick. <laughs> Fuck wrestling too. Fuck wrestling too. Hi, I'm Tama Tonga. <laughs> and the Campbell Soup. I like soup. <laughs> the graphics can't keep up with what's going on in the Bullet Club in the Bullet Club entrance because they're showing Fale, but you got Yujiro's girl on camera because Fale's in the back doing something. And I think the girl's name is Miori or some shit. The blonde-haired one. No, she was dark-haired, dark long hair. It was. It wasn't Mao. It wasn't Mao or Peter. It's bad that we know their names. <laughs> the broad with the butt, the other one, and then there's the other one. Yoshi says that Yano is a good producer. And you know what Yano's telling you, Joe? Buy his DVD. Buy his fucking DVD. Buy that shit right now. Buy it, ho. Are you bootlegging it? Don't don't bootleg it. I'll, I'll, I'll get you a copy. I'm not bootlegging this. The match starts off with a brawl, but the Briscoes work together, taking out Yudro and Tonga. Mark Briscoe comes flying out of fucking nowhere with a crazy clothesline, accompanied by a shriek Prince Devitt would be proud of. I love Mark Briscoe. See that, that redneck kung fu? I love that motherfucker. Oh, cut Mark out of nowhere! That's cool. Yoshi replies, that's cool. <laughs> then Mark follows that up with an insane elbow drop off the apron onto Yudro for another shriek. Shut up, Yoshi. <laughs> A long way away! Shades of Cactus Jack! Yoshi wants to know how the Briscoe brothers are related to Yano. When Stryker explains that Yano likes to have mystery partners for his dome matches, an example was our last show, which was TMDK and Marafuji. Bullet Club finally on offense, but Yano gets tagged in and smacks Fale on the top of his head and then calls for the break. Yoshi then mentions that Yano was a great amateur wrestler when Fale then cleans house. Yoshi then becomes Art Donovan and asks, how much does Fale weigh? How much weight is Badrak Fale? Fale is listed at 320. Listed. Looks like he might be pushing 340 tonight. At this point when I was writing notes, I regretted doing this whole storyline arc because our final episode of the arc is this <laughs> we have to deal with this fuck for another three hours <laughs> this i have to edit the goddamn shit my whole full i'm gonna have a yoshi folder in my match clips folder yes <laughs> yes <sighs> kevin kelly then asks yoshi if he's disappointed that yujiro is in the bullet club yoshi's response yeah He's Japanese. Shut up. <laughs> Does it disappoint you to see Yujiro as a member of Bullet Club? Yeah. How come? Because yeah. he's a Japanese. The Vance Crown should be... Oh, wait a second. Cover! And almost, almost champion's crown. Yeah. Tonga then begins slithering around the ring when he hits the Briscoes off the apron with an awesome double drop kick on them. Fale pins Yano by sitting on him for two. Stryker then tries to ask Yoshi about Bullet Club isolating the Japanese wrestler in the match when Yoshi just shakes his head. And we know it's because Stryker then mentions just Yoshi shaking his head. <laughs> like we can see Yoshi shaking his head. Yeah. Good job on Stryker's part in that one, though. 
I'm waiting. I was waiting for Max Stryker's response to Yoshi's nonsense. Just all right. All right. <laughs> all righty then. I do. I do like Stryker's response later on. Anytime Yoshi says something and he expected more, he'll just say, "All right then. That's a good point. Yeah. Good point there, Yoshi. Yeah. I'll give you that Yoshi. one. Yoshi. It's, it's. Hold the fucking phone. That turnbuckle is messy. But we 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 know already. We've been doing this how long? We know what happened. What happened? The the, the, the turnbuckle's gone. Okay, so how where to go? You tell me you don't know. I don't know. So anyway, in this match, one of the wrestlers, he's a thief. Oh, And he wins shit. by by trickery. Ah, heck. And one method of said trickery uh-huh. is that the turnbuckle pad gets untied and it disappears, which exposes the metal. That holds oh, the the, no. turn, the ropes up. Oh jeez! And when a man gets thrown into it, oh, it heck. hurts. It hurts like ten times more. Yeah. Crap. Folly runs into the corner, followed by Yano Toru chant. Yeah. But Folly gets up and shoulder tackles Yano. I thought that said tickles Yano. <laughs> it tickles Yano. Yeah. That would be even better. That'd be fun. Oh yeah. Imagine someone's submission is a tickle. I would fucking the second so if someone threatens to tickle me, I'm fucking done. Nope. You get put in the octopus stretch. Nope. Zack Saber Jr. starts tickling guys to lose a match. Done. Nope. <laughs> done. Goodbye. I I feel like that's rule thirty four just waiting to happen. Zack oh, Saber Jr. doing like fuck submissions. <laughs> yeah, just tickle tickle fuck. Zack Saber Jr. Kama Sutra. Oh Jesus Christ. <laughs> You could add, like, six more chapters just watching Zack Sabre Jr. matches. Oh, yeah. Yano moves out of the way of a splash, getting the tag to Mark, who goes all out with crazy drop kicks and chops, followed by flipping out a backdrop and showing off his redneck kung fu and an exploder for two. I would love Mark Briscoe so much. You guys fucking great. I love him so much. Fuck, so good. Yujiro hits a fisherman buster onto Mark, who tags in Tonga, attacking Jay Briscoe off the apron. More shrieks by Mark, who then hits a blockbuster onto Yujiro, running off the apron to the outside. This was awesome. Jay hits a jumping Death Valley driver onto Tonga for two, followed up by a rude awakening for a near fall. Jay driller attempt when Tonga hits the Tongan twist for two. Alabama slammed by Tonga, but Yano breaks up the pin. Followed by Jay... Jay I almost said Jay White. Jay Briscoe fighting back. As Tonga, but as Tonga struggles out of the electric chair job, but as Tonga struggles out of an electric chair drop, the cameraman is hit, which then cuts back to the hard cam as Yano throws a chair at Tonga, and Mark hits, hits the doomsday device for the three count. Fuck yeah. We have our first six-man champions. I remember, I don't remember enjoying it this much the first time around, but when I was watching it for the notes, this match was awesome. And it was all because of Mark Briscoe. He's the fucking best. He is the man. It was, it was fairly short, stupid, but fun. Yeah. Tonga tried to win it on his own in the end, but the replay shows that Yano hit the rope with the chair, causing Tonga to lose his grip, hence getting hit with the Doomsday Device. Now on to our next match for the ROH World Heavyweight Championship. Jay Lethal versus Michael Elgin. It's a great match. A.K.A. the match where every Japanese person decided they had to use the bathroom. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Kevin Kelly mentioned that Elgin joining the G1 reignited his career. I think he's going to need more than a G1 this year to reunite that one. (laughs) But forget about that. You know who I miss? Truth Truth Martini. Martini. With his Jesus tattoo and his pierced nipples. Yeah. And his his, book of truth. Yeah. Which is in Japanese, by the way. In Japan, he actually, Joey pointed this out, that the book of truth he comes out with is actually written in Japanese. In Japanese? Yeah, Japanese, yes. 
Yes. But then again, there's also his his story about getting working in Canada. That shit was so good. That's that is such a great podcast episode. Even though I, it's hard to find a lot of the the older art of wrestling episodes. A now. lot of those older art of wrestling, like maybe episode ten to like maybe one fifty. Mm-hmm. Those are all really good. Yeah, and yeah, that that, that episode. Uh, there was two other good episodes. Episode eighteen and fifty nine. And fifty nine. Yep. Wasn't yeah. he on two eighteen also? Yeah. Something about so, the Domino impersonator. The t- time. <laughs> 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 oh, shit, it's so funny. You ever hear Trude Martini's Canada story? No. How they were on? They were on the bus going to a show, right? They went to I the think Canadian he was border. Driving. No, he was on the bus because he's with everybody. Oh. Because he remembers seeing Delirious' facial expression when he found out. So he had a, I think it was a DUI back in the day, and they wouldn't let him into Canada. Mm. So he spent hours fighting with customs, saying, I'm going to, I'm going, I'm going to work. I'm going to Canada, whether you like it or not. He's fighting with them for hours. And then guess what happens? They let him go. <laughs> they let him go to Canada. And he gets there minutes before he's supposed to go out through the curtain. Jeez. I, I, did they like delay everyone? Did that just fuck up the show? I don't remember, but according to him, he said that when he came out, it was right on right on time. Mm-hmm. So I think everything was good until he showed. Plus, he had, to, he had to do a quick drive back to Detroit to grab his stuff. That too. So during these entrances for this match, they used dubbed music that they have cranked so loud to drown out the original music. But the problem is it competes with the commentary audio. Mm-hmm. So it becomes so annoying to hear what they're trying to say. So we start the match. Lethal slaps Elgin, who follows up with a vicious elbow to start off this match. Lethal tries a leapfrog, but Elgin catches him out of the air, hitting a power slam, followed by a deadlift suplex, holding him with one hand for one count. Elgin follows up with a one-handed military press, then attempts a power bomb on the apron, but Truth grabs his leg, but kicks the Book of Truth into his face giving Lethal enough time to recover and hits a dropkick off the second rope, then hits two tope suicidas. Yep. Truth Martini then does a spin rooney <laughs> But unfortunately, the camera doesn't pick it up, but the Kevin Kelly called it. They say he was doing a spin rooney but they don't even show it, which sucks. Stryker says Truth is a hateable guy when Yoshi responds, yeah, and high-five Stryker. This just seems like a hateable kind of guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah! There he Yoshi is, Yoshi. Grease. High five, Yoshi. Nice. Lethal starts beating down on Elgin, but as Lethal tries a springboard dive, Elgin catches him again and hits a vicious elbow. But Lethal comes back with a hip toss into a cartwheel for two. Stryker mentions Lethal wearing down a big guy, and Yoshi responds to Stryker, Yeah. Elgin comes back, picking up Lethal out of a camel clutch, squashing him into the corner, then tosses him off during a tornado DDT attempt. Elgin hits an exploder, following up with little hopping elbows and a springboard splash from the apron. Big Mike's cheeks are, like, just sticking out. It's great. Have a singlet? Yeah, just sticking out. Don't you want your cheeks sticking out of your singlet? My cheeks are always sticking out of my singlet. You're wearing your singlet right now? Yeah. What do you wear when you, when you go podcasting? I wear it all the time, dude. And your boots and everything? Your yeah. furry boots? No, I don't wear those. I just wear sneakers because I don't want people to think I'm a weirdo walking around wrestling here all the time. It's not like you're wearing the MMA gloves. To a bar. <laughs> I'm a fan of the strong style, bro. <laughs> Do you need to tell that story? Oh God. Oh gee, Man. what show is that? We'll, we'll let people. We'll let people try and <sighs> marinate. Interpret it them the, themselves. Jeez. Yes. <laughs> well, they could probably fig- like 
figure that it's one of those people. Yeah. We knew a guy who knew a guy. <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was still real to him, damn it. <laughs> a military press power slam, and a deadlift German is hit by Elgin for two. Then back and forth Lariats by Elgin, but Lethal comes back with the Lethal combination, which is an STO onto his knee and then hitting the downward spiral. Lethal hits Hail to the King, which is his elbow drop, as Stryker does his Macho Man impression. It made me giggle when he mentions Lethal is from Elizabeth, New Jersey, Elizabeth. by St. Elizabeth in the Macho voice, which is a joke we made as we were watching All In the other day. Nah. He'll climb to the top rope where he will look to drop the elbow. The he native. calls it Hail to the King. The native of Elizabeth, New Jersey, Jay Lethal about to freak out. Yeah! Dig it! Elizabeth, Elizabeth. Lethal injection called, but Elgin hits multiple German suplexes, but Lethal fights out of the third, but gets turned inside out with a lariat. Elgin then deadlifts Lethal from the apron over the top rope into the Falcon Arrow for two. Buckle Bomb is hit, but Truth runs in and gets a swinging elbow, giving the Book of Truth to Lethal, who hits Elgin as a reference distracted, checking on Truth. Lethal hits the Lethal Injection, which is his handspring cutter, and gets the three count to retain the ROH World Championship. During the, the match, Kevin Kelly mentions a few times that Lethal won the belt from AJ Styles. Juice is not impressed. Yeah, I know, right? He's like mm-hmm. GSP just sitting there. <laughs> not, not impressed by your performance? Nope. I think he'll be impressed by this performance for God this next match. Right. Oh my goodness. For the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship, Kenny Omega versus Kushida. And we all know Kushida's part of the time splitters, but we have a translation problem with the, the scrolling text. Uh-oh. They refer to him as the time splitter. In big letters on the big LED screen above the ring. Couldn't miss it if you wanted to. No. <laughs> yeah. A blind man can see it. But then Kushida comes out with bootleg Back to the Future music as the entrance video shows what looks like bootleg Back to the Future footage of the lights, the flux capacitor, etc. Then... Holy shit! Doc Brown comes out, and I think we all know who Doc Brown is. Yeah, more like Doc Brown Eye. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Why didn't I think? God damn it! I was tired. But you know what? It yeah, it's our favorite butt demon, Ryusuke Taguchi. Yeah. Taguchi does Doc Brown so good that he has the bugged out face the entire time while he's fucking with his remote control. It's great. It's really funny. But then again, Kenny Omega comes out and he gets the Terminator entrance, which randomly, Yoshi just yells, What? What? What came to me is this match boils down to one thing. It's Back to the Future versus the Terminator, which are both really, really good movies. It's fucking cool, man. There's one problem. What? When Kenny comes out and they do the whole Terminator gimmick, he's not naked. He is at Wrestle Kingdom 11. Goddamn right he is. Kenny hasn't done anything recently, right? No, not that I know of. I mean, he's probably... Doing some shit with the indies. Probably. He may show up at Bola, some PWG show. Whatever, bro. Yeah. Yeah. Probably he's probably he's all in on that stuff, right? That's a good one. He has (laughs) no fear. No fear at all. (laughs) Stryker mentions that Kenny is a 72nd junior champ, and Shiro Koshinaka was the first. There's only one number that we care about. Who's what, what number is that? The guy that's outside. The number of Doc Brown as the junior heavyweight champion. 69, dudes! Yoshi's plan for Kushida to win. Taguchi needs to eliminate their seconds. Then says he's interested in something, in what someone's doing. I couldn't hear him. And it may have sounded like he said coach, but that would make sense in hindsight because Taguchi does coach the greatest team ever. Yep. 
To Gucci Japan. Yeah. Gucci Japan. We are Taguchi Japan. The match striker says he wants to go back to 1985. The elite kick Taguchi then attack Kushida before the bell. Then Kenny starts whipping Kushida with his vest and spits in his face. Ooh. What does that say to you, Yoshi? What does that Very say to you? This is spectacle. But here's a man in Omega who moved to Japan, who's part of the Japanese culture, speaks the language fluently, but yet acts that way towards Kushida. Yeah, I've, of course I cheer Kushida, but I can't forgive spit on the ring. And then he says he, he can't forgive spit on the ring. Gross. Fast start with Kenny hitting a diving elbow into Kushida in the corner, but Kushida comes back with a handspring dropkick, then goes after the Bucks. Kenny would look for something under the ring when he finds the cold spray, hitting Kushida in the face, followed by spraying his armpits and dick and balls. The reaction when he does it every time is too funny. Ooh. Ooh. Kushida would dropkick Kenny from behind, but as he is about to dive off the apron, Nick Jackson throws a garbage can right in his face. <laughs> Kenny then hits his You Can't Escape moonsault off the barricade, grabbing the garbage can from Nick on his way down. This was awesome, even though Kenny almost fell. A vicious backbreaker by Kenny, followed up by the Terminator drumbeat by the Bucks on the garbage cans as Kenny dives to the outside. So far, he passes the barricade. Yoshi has a great observation as well. What's more of a suggestion for Kenny? He should have chosen Star Wars. As the drums of war beat Kenny Omega, beautifully done there. Yeah, it was. But I think he should have chosen Star Wars. You know what he should have chosen instead? What? Spaceballs. Yeah, right. Watch out. <laughs> <laughs> Leaf Frog Bulldog by Kenny for two. Then Kenny chokes Kushida with his wrist tape, who then rips it off, rolls it up, and throws it in his face. Kushida struggles to fight out of a brain buster, but gets out of it, following up with a Pele kick. Kushida kicks a running Kenny as he's holding onto the rope, flipping over the rope onto the apron, kicking Kenny again, then a springboard overhand chop, which leads to another kick to Kenny's arm, then the handspring elbow, following that up with some lucha shit transitioning to the hoverboard lock. Goddamn. That's fucking sick. That was a lot. That was a lot to say. Kenny then hits a brutal chop onto Kushida's chest and back, but gets a handspring kick, and then a swanton bomb onto Kenny from the top to the outside. This match is awesome. Drop kick to Kenny hanging off the apron, followed by a beautiful moonsault and another hoverboard lock attempt, but Kenny rolls out of that, hitting a nice German suplex. Kushida and Kenny fight on the top rope when Kushida drops Kenny holding onto his arm. More arm attacks by Kushida, but Kenny hits a roundhouse kick, a block knee, then Kushida Hideo Nomos Kenny right in the face. A failed corkscrew attempt by Kushida, followed by back and forth strikes, ending with Kushida kicking Kenny's arm. Kushida's handspring elbow is countered into the Kreutz Wrath, but Kushida counters into the hoverboard lock as he breaks out of the pin. Oh my god. The Bucks pull Kenny to the rope when Doc Brown attacks the Bucks with their trash cans. Kushida fights out of the one-winged angel, followed by getting knocked the fuck out with a knee strike. Kenny follows up with a one-arm powerbomb for two. Great Scott. Tiger knee by Kenny, then another onto Kushida on the rope, but as Kenny attempts the one-winged angel, Kushida rolls out of it into a schoolboy for the three count. Fuck yeah. This match was amazing. You know what Yoshi has to say about it? Good job. Shut up, Yoshi. <laughs> Good job. 
Next match for the IWGP Heavyweight Tag Team Championships, Gallows and Anderson versus Great Bash Heel. Middle fingers for everybody. Great Bash Heel, as mentioned earlier, are the winners of the 2015 World Tag League, earning a shot for the titles at this show. The dub theme isn't loud enough, but you can still hear Immigrant's song in the back. And then as Gallows and Anderson come out, Carl Anderson tells the camera that they're in their eighth Wrestle Kingdom in a row. That's fucking Undertaker style. Yep. Then Gallows says to grab a B-double-L and enjoy this motherfucker. Eight Wrestle Kingdoms in a row. That's fucking Undertaker style. Back yourself a B-double-L and enjoy this motherfucker. As we mentioned in the last match, we had a spelling error. This match, we have yet another spelling error. Gallows and Anderson are coming out with Amber Gallows. Amber Gallows. Amber, not Amber. Amber. A-N-B-E-R. <laughs> Stryker asks Yoshi why Hama is so popular, and Yoshi responds by saying, Yes, they are on TV every morning and are the most popular wrestlers in Japan. You may not believe that. Yoshi, can you talk a little bit about why Homa is, is so popular? Yes, because uh, Homa and Makabe uh, is on TV every morning in Japan. That's why. That helps. <laughs> yeah, actually, uh, Homa and Makabe is the most popular wrestler in Japan. You may not believe that. Hama starts off on the offensive, but Carl Anderson moves out of the way of the Kokeshi headbutt. The good brothers get the upper hand on Hama when Carl starts mocking the Kokeshi taunt. Then hitting the Gomendasai Senton, but Hama moves and tags in Makabe. Makabe hits the 10 punches in the corner and finally yells out, Ha ha! A machine gun! They shoot it way too close. Yeah. And you could li- he's punching the shit out of his hand. Yeah. That's so bad. Great Bash Heel now attacking Gallows with double lariats, followed by the teams brawling on the outside. Gallows looks like he has a garage black metal face paint on. <laughs> He's in a garage black metal band. Where it just looks cheap. He's got like the CVS paint. Yeah. <laughs> they have to make sure that the venue they play in is well ventilated, because if you start sweating, it'll just start dripping. <laughs> it's like Ultimate Warrior after a 20-minute match. Yeah, even worse. Gallows hits a lariat on Makabe while wrapping his hand with his chain, yelling at him, Fuck you, Makabe! Oh my goodness. Into the throat of Makabe! Fuck you, Makabe! Why don't tell the guy to fuck himself? Why not? Because you're trying to have a gentlemanly contest. But the other man likes to tell other men to go fuck themselves all the time. Nah, you shouldn't do that. Carl then yells at Kevin Kelly about getting heat in the office, then after the match, he's selling his shit. I ain't got no heat with the office. No? I got no heat with the office. Well, last time you were here, you were... In all kinds of trouble. After this match, I'm selling my shit. Yeah. Well, you'll be back on the bad list yeah. again. Yoshi agrees that eight years at Wrestle Kingdom is great, but says he doesn't like Machine Gun, just his skills. Hey, when you're eight times a part of Wrestle Kingdom, there's got to be something really good about Machine Gun. Yes, he's good. So even though Bullet Club, you like Machine Gun? No. I mean, just his wrestling skill. Stryker then mentions something, then yells that he's always right and tells the haters to take that. Okay. A quick, <laughs> a quick shot of Hanma's hair with a bloodstain as Doc and Gun continue their assault on Makabe, when Stryker randomly yells, No soup for you! when what? Gallows kicks Makabe. What? I, I don't know. I, okay. Alright then. Alright. Makabe comes back with a lariat on Gun, getting the hot tag on Hanma. Cleaning house. Mahanma body slams Gallows and hits the Kokeshi on Gun, but gets dropped by Gallows, who grabs his feet from the outside. Reverse 3D by Doc and Gun, followed by Gallows holding Hama in a Dead Valley driver position, as Gun hits a leg lariat, slamming Hanma down for two. 
More near falls on Hanma when Makabe breaks up the magic killer, taking Gals out to the floor. Hanma comes back with a running Kokeshi, signaling that he's going to the top, but Gals chops him in the throat. A top rope gun stun attempt is thwarted when Hanma falls to the apron, getting a nice running power bomb by Gun for Two, but gets a nice running power bomb by Gun for Two. Gun stun attempt again by, by Carl, but Hanma breaks them up and hits a desperation jumping Kokeshi to knock Gun back. Makabe is tagged in hitting lariats on Gallows, but gets kicked in the face and hit with the Gallows pole, which is the Balda bomb, for a two count. Makabe runs through both men and hits a double lariat, followed by dueling lariats on Gallows, finally knocking him down and slapping Hama to wake him up, tossing him into Gallows with a running Kokeshi. Great Bad Shield hit a Doomsday Device Kokeshi, then Hama goes to the top and hits the Kokeshi headbutt, followed by the King Kong knee drop for the one, two, three. We have new champs. That was one hell of a match. Fuck yeah, it was. But Stryker then asks Yoshi how important this feels to Japan, and Yoshi just says, it's great. And he makes some weird laughing noise. Look at the smile on your face! Talk to us about what this means to you and the fans here! Yes, go ahead! Yoshi then asks why they won. Because of Kokeshi. Do you know why they won? Why? Because Kokeshi hits all the time, <laughs> that's why! Great job, Yoshi. Thank you, very, very, thank you very much. And then we get a quick commercial of all the upcoming shows that year that were scheduled. And then we're on to our next match. Yep. This is a match I always forgot was on the show. Yeah. Hiroki Goto versus Tetsuya Naito. Yoshi is asked how he feels about this new ingobernable Naito. His response, eh. <laughs> he looks like he doesn't care for anything, but he thinks he really does. What are your thoughts on Naito and the ingobernables and how they have turned their back on the New Japan fans? Eh. Uh, he looks like he doesn't care anything, right? So, but, but I think he cares. I think. Interesting. Shut up, Yoshi. You know what's funny? I actually think Yoshi has a good point with that. What? Is that Naito was sick of all the Stardust stuff, so he became Los Ingobernable. Shut up, Mikey. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. We get the Ingobernables boys doing their thing. Evil putting on a light show with his hands, Bushi coming out in the suit with Evil Scythe, and Naito in his banging white suit and mask. Fun fact, there are two Tetsuyas in LIJ, Naito and Bushi. Those are both their names? Yes. That's cute. Yes. But at this point, there's only three members of the group. We have a few more coming. Goto's entrance video is, of course, him getting his ass kicked by LIJ. Oh shit, still get you hyped though. It really, it really does. <laughs> We cut to the ring where Naito roughs up a cameraman, tossing the camera away. LIJ jumped Goto from behind before the bell, but Goto starts throwing kicks at Naito. Evil and Bushi attack Goto and Captain Dick Hunt, followed by Evil wrapping a chair around Goto and swinging it. Then Naito grabs a table and hits a neckbreaker off the apron through the table. <laughs> I love it. It's Captain Handjob. Yeah, Captain Handjob. Captain Handjob. Captain Rimmies. Rimsky. Rimsky. I'm gonna catch a Rimsky. Naito then tries to kick the camera after Goto gets a rope break on the submission. Basement dropkick for two, followed by Naito lashing out against the ref. Poor Marty. Come on, Marty. Goto comes back running the ropes and hitting Naito with a nice lariat, followed by more snap kicks and a spinning heel kick, which is called a Miramasa, and bulldogs out of, out of the corner. Naito comes back with a missile dropkick and corner dropkicks. Naito looks like a lion. He really does. He's got like a mane. He's got, he's got the, the hair, it's all puffy and stuff. And it's like never in his face, it's always like... This. You know what he looks like? Uh. Old, 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 old guy, little guy in the sky, little pancake. Fingers up in the air. My okay. guy. Rest in peace, pal. My guy. R.I.P. Pancake. Yeah, I love the little guy. He, he shit on the floor once. 
She's on the floor all the time. We talking the, in the living room? We shit on the floor a lot. Oh, fuck. Come Not on. our house, but... No, that's what I'm saying. I see you shit on the floor once. Oh, yeah. I think maybe we should... Did, did anyone say that Pancake was a dog? I was going to say that right now. <laughs> <laughs> so our, our friend Pancake lives down the hallway from Manny. Yeah, he He'd come he, over and shit on our floors. He shat on our floors and he died. <laughs> Tom. <laughs> Tom Pancake. Tommy Pancakes. <laughs> yes, Tom. Yeah, Pancake. I almost said Tom. Pancake was a little Pomeranian to take care of. Yeah. He was adorable. Little guy. Fun. He was a cute little He used to lick feet. He yeah. loved feet. Like fucking weirdo. Yeah. Hell yeah, I suck toes. <laughs> He's a special needs Pomeranian. He was. A toe fetish. He couldn't walk that son of a bitch. Yeah. He'd take like three steps, then he'd walk like spin in a circle. <laughs> and he, he, his lip would start quivering at you. He would just do this. I try to walk him down a block once, and I'm like, you motherfucker, come on. Get up. <laughs> Let's go. God forbid you woke him up when he was sleeping. Well, he'd bite oh your face. Yeah, he would freak out. He would just nub you. Because <laughs> his bites didn't really hurt. No. Right. Yoshi mentions that him and Goto debuted together in 2002. And Goto and Shibata were in the same high school wrestling club. But him and Goto were in the same amateur club. Shut up, Yoshi. <laughs> According to Yano's podcast, Wit Goto, translated by Chris Charlton, he mentions how much of a dick Yoshi was when he was in the dojo. He'd sneak off to leave the dojo with excuses like there's a band playing he wants to see. He'd dodge cleaning and be full of excuses. He also had a short temper and his wrestling background was always in question. He started wrestling as a fourth year student, which I'm assuming would be like senior year. And Osamu Kido went up to him and said, You sure you did wrestling at university? You didn't just show up to say hello and call it a day? And according to Yoshi's application from the dojo, he wrote that he did all these kickboxing and MMA tournaments and that the trainers, quote, had fun making him piss himself. But Yano did say he admired his balls because he didn't give a fuck about the consequences and hatred he got because of his behavior, and that he never quit. And now that I'm reading Nakamura's book, he always shits on Yoshi anytime he, any chance he gets. Good. He says that when he bunked with him, he would have to sleep with the lights on, and you complain about it, and he was a messy person. So back to the match. Goto then hits a headbutt on the top rope, followed by the Kaiten, which is the leg trap sunset flip from the top rope for a two count. Naito hits more Intagiris, then his beautiful flying forearm off the ropes, then a Hurricane Rana off the top rope for two. Back and forth forearms by both men. Then Goto hits the Ushigoroshi. A Shoten Kai attempt, but Naito fights out, swinging Goto's leg into the ref. Goto blocks a low blow, then hits a spinning lariat, but LIJ come in and their tactics are thwarted when Goto dodges Bushi's green mist, hitting evil. Then gets hit with the Ushigoroshi. Thought he killed him. That man died. Did the man UPS. I thought the man was dead. That's the way it was. Naito then kicks Goto right in the dick and gets oh a roll-up for two. Goodness. Destino attempt, but Goto hits another headbutt, then a Shoten Kai for the three. It took three men to beat Goto, but I say this. This warrior was too fierce for L.I.J. Yeah, that's right. Tell him, Yoshi. That was me that said it. Yes. Yes. Wasn't that when he was wearing the weird white makeup? Yeah. That was gone. Kabuki Joe? Oh, the, the weird makeup, that was his match against Okada. Oh, Oh, yes. You're yeah. Right. This, he was just called the Fierce Warrior. That was his nickname. Yeah. But I do have to say this. LA, it didn't work for LIJ. You know why? I think they need more guys. Yeah, I need, they need more backup. Yeah. They need someone explosive. They do. They do. They do. And handsome. Yes. Someone, so, someone cold. Uh, yeah, right? Like handsome. Stone cold? Someone's who's got, got a real thick skull. Yeah. There you go. And as we, we follow our, our combatants to the back... Yohei Kamasu carries Naito to the back as Goro starts his bonsai chance he used to do. I forgot about that. He used to that. walk, Banzai! Banzai! I forgot about that. Yeah. 
I don't know if he's not all there or maybe he's more there than we think. You boys ready? You ready? It's hot as fucking here, but it's gonna get even hotter right now. Yes. You guys ready to make some cum? I am ready to make a ton of cum. <laughs> okay, let's go. For the never open weight championship, Katsuyori Shibata versus Tomohiro Ishii. I miss fucking Shibata. You know what'd be great? What? Is that if uh, Shibata's theme song had blast beats in it? Son. Yeah, right? You know what? There'd be other theme songs that would, that would sound awesome with blast beats. Okada's. I got Okada's theme, which I actually did. Tanahashi's. Both of them. Both of them. What else we got? Um. Well, we got other, other than theme songs. I have to be somewhat fast. The Gucci's theme. <laughs> yes. Naito Dropkick is a good song. It is. Naito's theme. Oh my god. That's gonna be fucking fantastic. That would. So, for the finale of this storyline, we finally get to hear Ishii's new theme, which is the shit. This song, I love this song so much. Not fast enough for Blast Beats, though, unfortunately. Nah. We're talking about Ishii and Shibata, right? Yes. You think these guys are going to start their match slow with some head locks, some chin locks, kind of the feeling out process? Absolutely not. How would they start the match? Kick them in the fucking face. They slap the shit out of each other, then Lariat dodges and back and forth forearms with Masahiro Chono on commentary. Shit. Shibata hits a kitchen sink, then kicks Ishii in the head, pissing the man off. Ishii takes Shibata down and kicks him in the back, which prompts Shibata to ignore the hit like it was nothing. The two then take turns sitting down and kicking each other in the back, with Shibata scratching his shoulder. I miss that shit so much. I know, right? Shibata wins, but immediately goes into a chop battle, with Shibata going to his knees and embracing each hit. Then kip-ups and knocks Ishii down with a forearm, but gets a backdrop in return. Ishii now kicks Shibata in the head, followed by headbutts and chops in the corner. Yoshi says in this match, they only use kick, elbow, and clothesline. Do you know in this match, they use only kick, elbow, and the clothesline. That's it. And a suplex here and there. That's, that's a great observation. Uh, yeah. Shibata hits vicious forearms in the corner, followed by an intense Yakuza kick in the face of Ishii. An octopus stretch by Shibata, but Ishii gets to the ropes and kicked in the chest and face. That doesn't tickle him. Nope. But what the no. fuck, man? This match needs some tickling. Every match needs some tickling. Shibata then applies the face wash, followed by Tenru punch-chop combos, and more forearms. During this exchange, the crowd isn't that loud, but you can hear the contact of every strike. Ishii rams himself into each forearm, then hitting a big one taking Shibata down and gets a face wash and punch to the head. Shibata is telling him to bring it, or as Yoshi says, come on, in Japanese. It's Japanese. I thought he was saying in Italian, Yoshi. Good job. <laughs> They start throwing more forearms, then takes Ishii down again, hitting the corner dropkick. But Ishii gets right back up, hitting a lariat, then Shibata with a dropkick. Both men are finally down. A float over suplex by Shibata when he gets up into an armbar, but Ishii gets up and attempts to rampage Jackson powerbomb. Yeah. But fucks up and extends his arm enough for Shibata to apply the armbar, but he gets to the rope. Running kicks and lariats by both men, but Shibata takes Ishii down with a brutal kick to the face. Then Ishii hits a brutal lariat. Then they swap German suplexes and more kicks and lariats until they collapse. That kick to the face reminded me of uh, that time I won the uh, EBDOA tournament with Jan Lee. So what what, what did we do? This is when the 360 came out, right? When the 360 first came out, like in the middle of the day, maybe like 2, 3 o'clock, we would just sit there and stop doing what we were doing and just play DOA. Yeah, you just hang out with the guys that worked there. We yeah, became friends we of ours. Yeah, we just play DOA and then we just, after a while, we're like, why don't we just make like an actual tournament? Yeah. And I won. I beat Mike. He 
via not me another Mike that worked the game Mike, yeah our buddy I Mike beat Mike via dragon kick over a raptor I did something and he fell over a raptor mm-hmm. and then I just ran and did a dragon kick over it and everyone like fucking bugged out good times yeah good times now it's that evolution place which is pretty cool oh yeah they turned it into a taxidermy place that's pretty cool I heard they have a uh Back when they were an ice cream shop, yeah, they had a limited fa- uh, limited edition flavor, yeah, Intercontinental title. <laughs> <laughs> That's the story I think we should tell. You want to? I'm pretty sure we told. Yeah, I think that. we did. Yeah. yeah, the ghost title. Yeah. Long story short, me and my buddy Sean had a 45 minute ladder match. Ladder match. <laughs> uh, the Rock versus Kurt Angle, and every time I gave him, I would put him away, and I thought I was gonna win. He would get right back up and fucking, like, German suplex me off the ladder. Yeah. And then as soon as he won the match, we got disconnected. I didn't have my belt. He didn't have my belt. The belt was gone. The belt is gone. Vanished into thin air. Maybe they have an evolution. Maybe you should ask. Yo, where's my belt, you fucking... Go buy a PSP and try to get that shit back. (laughs) (laughs) So we got more chops and kicks when Ishii chops Shibata right in the throat that looks nasty. When Ishii's chops stop making noise. When they just make thuds instead of, like, slaps. Like, when they're like... You know, shit's getting ugly. No, you, don't hear, you won't hear anything at all. Besides... Because they're not worth fucking chops. He's just chopping you. It's just... You're coughing up blood. Ishii hits a powerbomb for a two count. But as Ishii puts Shibata on the top, he fights back with a Kimura on the top rope. Slamming his arm over the rope. But Ishii hits a headbutt to the back of his neck, followed by a missile dropkick and lariat for one. Baseman clothesline by Ishii for two, but Shibata counters out of the brain buster with a suplex. More forearms by Shibata, followed by a Pele kick, but Ishii tries a running kick. But Shibata counters again with a lariat. Dead Valley Driver by Shibata for two, then a sleeper hold where Shibata has to roll to the ground when Ishii tries to counter. As Ishii gets to the corner, Shibata kicks him right in the chest, but Ishii dodges the PK, grabbing his leg and hitting another headbutt. More lariats by Ishii, then these fucking headbutts. Head-on-head collision that are loud that and good. nasty. That ain't good. Oh! Heard oh. it! Did you hear the sound? Then Shibata hits his brilliant dropkick, which I gave a 10, but gets a one count. Then Ishii hits a brutal lariat for one, then another lariat for two. A spinning backhand by Shibata, then an enziguri by Ishii, then a kick by Shibata, then a running leg lariat and a snap kick, and finally the PK for three. Fuck. New champ. This match was nuts. Fuck. Speaking of nuts, let's let's go right into our next match. No dick punching in here. For the IWGP IC Championship, AJ Styles versus Shinsuke Nakamura. I'm taking Uh, I think Nakamura's done a very good job of making him one of the most popular belts in the world. And he's just as popular in the States as he is. It makes a lot of sense for me to take you with me. Phenomenal! AJ Styles! The world of the world has been made by 2014年より新日本にレギュラー参戦以来 IWGP ヘビー級王座を2度体感 
そして2016年あの男の持つベルトに挑戦する待ってたぜ第12代 IWGP インターコンチネンタル王者中村俊輔まあこのタイミングで戦うにふさわしい相手っていうところですね、はい、まあ別にこれ上から目線でも何でもなくて<音楽>これ以上ないタイミングで、ね、これ以上ない場所でしかも初対決で自分はその巡り合わせにものすごく感動したかなっていう自らその価値を作り上げてきた IWGP インターコンチのベルトだが2015年はこのベルトをめぐり中村自身も予想だにしない刺激的な空間の連続まあ自分がインターコンチのベルトをおもちゃにして振り回してきたのが、はい、むしろ今じゃ、ね、ベルトに振り回されるっていうそして2016年最初の挑戦者シングル初対決となる AJ スタイルズ直接対決も2008年に行われたタッグマッチと昨年のワールドタックリーグのみどうなるかは分からないエージェと戦うことによって何が起こるんだろうっていう期待感まあワクワクするっていうかは分かると思いますけどむしろそっちの方が本領発揮となるんじゃないかとベルトにとっても中村にとっても新たに踏み入れる未知の世界中村の色に染まり中村の毒をたっぷりと含んだベルトがより一層怪しい光を放つまあ燃え尽きたならそれはそれで本望かなとは思ってますけどね僕の先のことは全く考えなくてもいいかなっていうもはややってみるしかない2016年ファーストインパクト不安も期待も過去も未来も全てが入り混じるドリームマッチ1月4日に全ての自分を吐き出そうとそれしかないですね東京ドームイー IWGP インターコンチネンタル選手権試合挑戦者 AJ スタイルズ VS 王者中村俊輔 Throughout this entire match, Yoshi is pretty much in fuck AJ mode for breaking his, neck. his fucking neck. Stryker and Kelly asked Yoshi why the Styles Clash is a dangerous move. Yoshi says it wasn't the he wasn't the first to get hurt and should stop using the move. And later, as Stryker is saying that AJ respects Nakamura, Yoshi rolls his eyes and says, So what? And Yoshi, many people say that AJ Styles has one of the most dangerous moves in the sport, the Styles Clash. I think so, too. <laughs> why, do you, why do you think so? Okay, to tell the truth, I'm not the first guy to get injury from Styles Clash. I'm able to. Broke my neck, right? Broke necks. So he should quit to use this move. Well, there's been some talk about that as well. Yeah,、uh, you're alluding to the fact that while most times in, in, in fight、uh, pomp and circumstance, the two fighters will. Say very negative things to one another. AJ didn't do that. AJ said how much he respects Nakamura, says how much he admires Nakamura's fighting style, and then in the same breath said how much it would mean 
to beat Nakamura here tonight. Yeah. Almost a left-handed compliment to me. Right, and it, again, how do you beat a guy with no flaws? That was one thing that Styles had said. There's no weakness with Nakamura. There's no flaws. Yeah, Yoshi, you're rolling your eyes, man. Yes. So they respect each other, right? Looks right. like they respect each other. So what? Nakamura starts off with a kick to AJ's thigh, which looks pretty close to his dick. <laughs> Long-term storytelling, boys? Uh-oh. The two Matt wrestle, getting a feel for each other. Then at this point, Kelly and Stryker must be uncomfortable with Yoshi watching this match. Because they ask him that he's bothered by AJ competing. I remember there was an episode of Art of Wrestling with Kevin Kelly where he talked about he knew Yoshi couldn't get over the injury because anytime he try to talk into certain things, Yoshi does not want to get into it. In this match, we have an, an iconic shot that was a famous, a really fun gif back in 2016. AJ points the finger gun at Nakamura, pulling the trigger, where Nakamura catches the bullet and eats it. Yeah, right. And the best part is that Nakamura emulates his throat swallowing the bullet. How yeah, like a cartoon character. Yeah, his, how would you say, he's doing his body in a wave? Yeah. And he starts sending smiles. That's the best part, his smile. Then AJ hits an amazing drop kick after a leapfrog, which I gave a 10, with Nakamura coming back by faking a kick just to kick AJ in the chest, then a jumping knee and mocking AJ's taunt. Yoshi mentions that Nakamura in the dojo was strong style. Now he's Japanese Michael Jackson. When I was in New Japan, the Nakamura is like a, like a very strong style. But now he's a like Japanese Michael Jackson. Man, they're talking shit about Nakamura and Michael Jackson. So what? So what Yoshi's trying to say is he's a badass. He's the baddest motherfucker in the world. Both men hit back and forth forearms, but Nakamura dodges AJ and pulls him down on his knee back first. More kicks by Nakamura than an Intagiri and vibration, followed by ground knee strikes and a front suplex and top row running knee for one. AJ dodges another running kick, then hits the phenomenal forearm. Nakamura returns fire with another Insegiri and a lung blower and reverse power slam. A Bomaye is dodged and AJ rolls into another calf killer, but Nakamura rolls into the armbar, but gets up and smashes into Nakamura's face. It looks like AJ was going for the moonsault DDT, but Nakamura was too far and he ends up kicking him in the face. That's when AJ kind of had a follow up, which is a normal punch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A torture rack into a spinning power bomb, which is called a rack bomb for two by AJ. Then he signals for the Styles Clash, but Nakamura fights out of it and attempts to Bomaye, which AJ, which AJ dodges. Rack ball? Rack bar. Rack ball. Nakamura then hits a top row Bomaye, which is the level 1 special. Then back and forth forearms by both men that just sound awesome. But AJ hits a face buster for 2. More strikes, then a Pele kick by AJ is quickly followed up by a Bomaye for 2. Kevin Kelly asks Yoshi what he sees in the face of Nakamura, and Yoshi just sounds like he's out of breath and quietly says... It's almost done. That's what it's all about right there. Yep. What are you seeing on the face of Nakamura? Does he have anything left? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> almost done. He is almost done. It's so weird. The Yoshi was thinking about killing himself or something. <laughs> Spinning back fist by AJ, then Nakamura hits a great-looking cross-arm breaker. But as he transitions into a triangle, AJ gets up and hits a Styles Clash with one arm for two. My god, that was awesome. Fuck yeah, it was. Bloody Sunday, but AJ stomps Nakamura's head, then sets up for one more Styles Clash, but takes Nakamura to the top rope to try to Super Styles Clash. 
but Nakamura kicks him in the face and hits the Avalanche Landslide for two. Stryker says to call it a Falcon Arrow, a modified Michinoku driver. It's Avalanche Landslide, sir. Damn right it is. Holy shit! Nakamura hits a vicious Bomae to the back of AJ's head, then follows up with the grand finale for the three count. This match was awesome. So you could say the landslide brought him down. Mm, certainly down. did, sir. <laughs> it's hot in here. We're tired. <laughs> We're almost done. We're almost done. We're almost done. But almost done. yeah, about about him retaining the title. Yeah, give you, it up. You know, you know the rest. Yeah, you gave it up. Nakamura extends his fist to AJ, giving him a fist bump out of respect. Stryker tells Yoshi that AJ is a respected wrestler when Yoshi quips, Sorry, that's bullshit. What a fucking hand job. She don't know how to take a move. Fuck you. Right there you saw what kind of fighter, what kind of wrestler AJ Styles is. So hey, that's bullshit. And Nakamura gives the crowd one final yow before walking to the back. シニアンプロレスのよく成功っていうのはな俺の夢なんだもっと次のステージもっと次のステージ もっとね、プロレスを好きになってもらう人を増やしたいっていう。もっと有名になってスターになって、プロレスっていうね、ジャンルを飛び越えていく。そのためには、チャンピオンとしてね、いろんなジャンルに行って出る。ルゲンの
今年こそは今年こそはって思ってて勝てなかったってはありましたね東京ドームはまさに大干ばつ地帯もうそんな恥をかきたくないなとしっかり倒してですね金はね土砂降りいきたいと思います2年ぶり3度目となるプロレス大賞 MVP を獲得しさらにはそうそう結婚したいっす<笑>人生の頂点をも極めるドームでリベンジを果たし新日本の未来は俺が紡ぐ俺がいるからね大変でしょうね涙の雨が降りますエースか王者か新たな未来を導く極みの頂上決戦金の雨が降るぞ IWGP は近いぞ IWGP ヘビー級選手権試合挑戦者棚橋宏 VS 王者岡田和親ファイナルラウンドファイトファイナルラウンドおまんごわあ So for our promo package, we see Tanahashi challenge Okada after winning the G1, followed by a shot of Tanahashi and a banging ascot. He wipes his sweat on fans' towels, tells them that he loves them, and more highlights of his G1 win against Nakamura. We then see Okada in an amazing blue suit with pinstripes sitting on a stair with a belt. It's like a dapper as fuck in a sub basement. Yeah, it's. You would think, because last. At Wrestle Kingdom 9, we had Okada going to this awesome mansion like door. Yeah. This time he's in a basement. But it's so silly seeing Okada all professional and everything, where he's really a dork. Yeah. His Twitter profile at the time is him eating a teddy bear's head, and it just looks so goofy. What a loser. And he likes to wear everyone's gear. Really? Yeah. He、What? would just walk around, I think, with one of the Young Bucks jackets. Really? Yeah, just to be a, be a dummy, be a goof. <laughs> Because everyone says they love, they love the guy. He's a cool dude to hang out with and stuff. We see more highlights of their feud throughout the years, including a shot of Okada crying after his Wrestle Kingdom 9 loss. There's a shot of Tanahashi talking, and the room he's in almost resembles an underground torture chamber. There's grim looking brick walls, there's a lone chair in the background. I think it's too dingy of a room for the ace, right? It's like where Manny has sex. Ace. <laughs> I don't know why I found that so funny. Now, before we get into it, These two have had three. had three and more. What happened? You ruined it, Mike. <laughs> All right. Manny just spent like 30 seconds、yeah. putting his cup down. Yeah. So it wouldn't make noise and wouldn't interrupt the podcast. Yeah. And then you stopped. <laughs> you fucking dickhead. <laughs> There's no sound. I'm like, that was the coolest thing I've ever seen. And then I stopped. And then Mikey's like, what happened? <laughs> Since we started this podcast, these two have had three more amazing matches with a fourth one coming up at Destruction. We hear high energy when Yoshitatsu starts translating right out of the gate. He says Tana wants to make New Japan Pro Wrestling better, and that is his dream. Okada says he can't because he's here. Not much of note for Tana's entrance, but Okada's entrance is botched when the audio and lights just stop working. Okada, being the pro he is, comes out and does his Rainmaker pose with a spotlight on him as his entrance is fixed. He's not yelling that he needs his music. 
Come on, you my fucking music. Come on, man, where's my music? Where's my fucking Kato, music? Kato, where's my fucking music? And there before you stands the 68th IWGP Heavyweight Champion, the first of course, Antonio Inoki, 6'3", 235 pounds, trained by Ultimo Dragon and Yuji Nagata. Ladies and gentlemen, the Rainmaker, Okada. We got match striker. Okada needs his music so the crowd knows what's going on. That was a good show either way. It was fun. I noticed something though. What'd you notice? You know when Tanahashi like goes like he like wipes his hand or like like he moves his hands when he's on top after he does the air guitar? Yeah. He's throwing air picks at the crowd. He's throwing air guitar picks, that's yes. right. Yes. It and took how many years it took us to notice that? Three, four? Six, seven. Yeah. Also there's one other thing you need to know about Tanahashi. His hair is on a thousand tonight. But hey, Gato's here. Oh, yeah. That strange beardless man that we saw in previous episodes, he's gone. And also that that bearded man is also gone. Oh, man. This recently Okada dropped the message. Tell him to hit the bricks. Kick rocks. Beat it. Yoshi says that Okada cried because he can't beat Tanahashi. At Wrestle Kingdom, he can't beat him. I mean, Yoshi, we've been doing a podcast about this. At this point, he's three, they're 3-3-1. Three, three and one. Not counting the excursion match or any of the matches coming up. Who would know that if you listened? Yeah, yo, you, you hump. You fucking half a hot on. The usual start to their match. Matt wrestling, feeling each other out. Okada pats his chest, ducks a slap, and forearms, Tanahashi. Then Okada takes a forearm by Tanahashi, then cowers into the corner, holding his mouth in pain. These two have a stare down where Tana slaps Okada in the face, which leads to Tanahashi getting a boot to the face. You know what I miss? Ah. Okada shorts. Yeah, yeah. It was the stupid pants. Yeah, stupid pants. Apparently his mom made them. Aww, I can't make fun of them anymore. That's what he said. Really? Yeah. Ah, come on, man. I want to make fun of the stupid shorts, the stupid pants. Make fun of his stupid hair. His mom didn't make that. Oh, well, his mom did make it, but he didn't, she didn't die. Well, if she did die for him, she's stupid because it looks stupid. <laughs> More mat wrestling and headlock exchanges when Tana hits a knee breaker, then a chop lock on his right leg. Followed by some stomps and elbows and even a mini high-fly flow onto the strong leg of Okada. Okada gets back up, struggling through the pain, and hits a springboard dropkick on Tanahashi on the apron. I totally forgot about this. This was awesome. Okada boots Tanahashi over the barricade and hits his diving splash over the barricade, limping in the process. Okada decides to drag Tana back into the ring, not wanting him to be counted out. A springboard sent on by Okada for two, then we're back to chin locks. A diving elbow into a DDT by Okada, followed by a kip-up and running European uppercut for two. Stryker asks Yoshi, how do, you defend, how do you defend going after a bad neck? Yoshi, just watch your neck. <laughs> <laughs> Protect your neck? Yeah. Tana comes back, fighting off a flapjack, and hits a basement dropkick to Okada's right leg. Tana counters a boot with a dragon screw, causing Okada to roll to the outside. Bad idea, sir. Nope. Top rope high fly flow is blocked, by the way, when Okada runs up and forearms Tanahashi, but... Tana traps Okada's leg through the turnbuckle and hits another dragon screw. Big chance, says Yoshi, as Tana hits another dragon screw through the second rope, followed by a sling blade on the apron, and finally hitting a high flight flow to the outside. Oh, fuck. God damn. God damn. 
Okada beats the 20 count, but Tana hits the second rope high fly flow on Okada's legs, followed up by the Texas Cloverleaf that Okada fights out of reaching the rope before it's fully applied. Stopping his leg out of frustration, Tanahashi keeps up his offense, including a drop kick onto the leg draped over the second rope. He tried to kick his leg out of his leg. He did kick his leg out of his leg because he's too damn selfish. Damn. Yoshi says Tana should decide which leg he should go after. The right leg is the power leg. Yeah. Yoshi. I mean, yeah, if you listen, we explained that Okada likes to use that right leg. Step through. Step through and put the power towards the, the Rainmaker. It's like, it's like he's hitting a baseball. Yeah, exactly. Uses that front leg to turn into it. Yeah. Or as we call it, the golden boot. Yep. It's all in the hip. That too. It's all in the hip. Tell him, Chubbs Peterson. Yeah. So now you see, if, if Chubbs Peterson was Okada's manager nowadays, he wouldn't be in this slump. He wouldn't beat Kenny at Dominion. He would just take him mini-golfing. Okada catches Tanahashi and rolls into the reverse neckbreaker, but hurts his right leg in the process. More back and more back and forth forearms, then Okada hits a missile drop kick as Tana runs the ropes. Then hits multiple basement drop kicks, which he used in his match against Tenryu. Okada climbs the ropes from the apron and hits another missile drop kick for a two count. Body slam, elbow drop, and finally the Rainmaker pulse. Oh shit. Rainmaker is ducked, but Tana runs into a tombstone that he rolls into a pin for two. Tana drops Okada's left leg, then hits another dragon screw on the right leg and follows up with another dragon screw while Okada is on the ground and finally applies the cloverleaf. After Okada gets to the ropes, Tanahashi is feeling confident about ending this, countering the heavy rain into a swinging neckbreaker, then hits the sling blade and goes for the high fly flow, but Okada moves. Oh shit. Okada picks up Tanahashi from the floor to try another tombstone, but Tanahashi counters into another neckbreaker, but Okada counters a second one into the tombstone. Jeez. Rainmaker war cry by Okada, and Okada hits the Rainmaker, but Tana kicks out at two. Shit. I love how Okada is pleading with Red Shoes about that being a three count, and then he does, you know Okada does it, he poses with his hands? Yeah. How, how would you describe it? He's like, he's holding a fucking... Like, he's holding a chalice. Yeah. He's doing that while he has three fingers up. Okada then hits a high fly flow for two, then attempts a Rainmaker, but gets the Ace Maker in return. Oh, shit, that was great. There's a man in a Kushida vest holding a Field of Best Tanahashi towel. Upside down. Upside down. Upside down. But Tanahashi kicks Okada in the right leg, but Okada catches him and tries another tombstone. But Tana counters out and ducks a Rainmaker into the Sling Blade and Dragon Suplex for two. Tana goes up one more time, but Okada drop kicks him in midair. German attempt by Okada, but Tana fights out of it with elbows and slaps the piss out of Okada, but gets the drop kick. Hell yeah. Rainmaker ducked. Then Okada hits the German suplex, followed by Tana slapping Okada out of the Rainmaker, which leads the Bowman on their knees, and finally, the iconic shot. As they both fall, Okada does not let go of Tanahashi's wrist. The camera zooms in on it, then Okada lays in two more Rainmakers, and finally, the one final Rainmaker for the one, the two, the three. Come. Okada finally conquered the ace. Come everywhere. What a match. What a rivalry. What a competitor. What the country. <laughs> it's amazing that we got to witness one of the greatest rivalries in modern er- in the modern era of professional wrestling. Though I followed New Japan a little a little later on because just I, we would just watch Wrestle Kingdom and then that was it. We watched some all Japan stuff and watch all Kabashi shit during Thanksgiving time. And having no idea who anybody was, what their rivalries were and storylines. It was well worth going back and watching these shows and reading into everything. Especially as you see these rivalries go on, they, have, they start doing callbacks. 
little things you pick up on, especially their invasion attack match, which I think was the first one where they started incorporating a lot more callbacks. For example, they were countering each other's moves in the first few minutes of the match instead of just doing the mat wrestling and stuff like that. So Gato and Okada say a few words, including a shot of an Okada cosplayer in the crowd, sporting the blonde hair and facial features similar to Okada. Remember the Okada baby? Yeah, the Okada baby. Shit's great. As Okada's about to leave, Gato gestures to him to come back and pose on the top rope. Okada grabs the mic on the entrance ramp and says he's the Rainmaker, according to Yoshi. Rainmaker by Yonosuke Kitamura plays us out as we say farewell to the Tokyo Dome, farewell to Okada's race to become the ace, Rhymes. the ace race, and a farewell to this feud. Until seven months later. <laughs> Quickly going over these two matches, their G1 A Block final match and then yet another draw causing Hiroki Goto to reach the finals and lose to B-block winner Kenny Omega, who just came off a five-star block final against Tetsuya Naito. The fun story I say all the time about this G1 draw is that I watched the last five minutes at a Starbucks. <laughs> I, it's my first time I had my, my new job, which I had now, which I'm full-time and everything, and I was dog-sitting in Brooklyn. So I thought I had to leave the house maybe about an hour earlier than I used to, because I had to take a train and then transfer. I ended up getting down to the area with about 45 minutes to spare. So I passed the Starbucks, I said, let me grab breakfast there. And out of curiosity, they have decent Wi-Fi, so I throw a New Japan World. And I watched the last five minutes of this match in a Starbucks, trying not to lose my shit, of how amazing it was. You guys have to re-watch their, their G1 matches, they're so good. Mikey spoiled it for me, the ending of that G1, the, the, the semi-final. It wasn't my fault, you know why? It was your fault. How? You sent me the fucking picture. Well, no. <laughs> I remember this now. No, here's what happened. I spoiled the G1, the the A, the final, yeah. not the winner. The problem was because these assholes did it this year for the fucking G1. They put the finalist up on their homepage. Yep. Yeah. You, if you go to New Japan World, the first thing you'll see, Goto. Omega. Yeah. That's all. That's the Mikey, first thing you fucking Mikey, see. Mikey sent me the link. But you want to know how to Mikey sign in. Mikey sent me the link to watch it. And I opened the link. Why is there a picture of Omega and Goto? And he's like, oh, fuck. Really? <laughs> Dude, you don't know how they mad I was. They did it again this year. I, I, don't, I don't know what they did last year because I watched I think it. it's just did a graphic. Yeah. But this year, I was so excited <laughs> to see Kenny versus Kota. I open up New Japan World. Kota versus Tanahashi. Tanahashi versus Kota Ibushi. How do you fuck that up? With the G1 match in the books, Okada is two months into his legendary 720-day reign as champion. But would he and Tanahashi cross paths in one-on-one -on -one competition? Damn right they will. Yep. At 2018 Invasion Attack show, Tanahashi called out Okada, who tied his title defense record at 11. They would go on and have a match rate of 5.5 stars in the Observer on day two of wrestling Dantaku. But one thing I've noted this match, besides Okada now wearing pants, is that Okada took Tanahashi out with one Rainmaker. There was no kickouts like in the Wrestle Kingdom 10 match like we saw. One Rainmaker, done. But as Okada broke Tanahashi's defense record, he would lose the title against Kenny Omega in a 2 out of 3 falls match with no time limit, which was amazing. So amazing the shit got 7 stars. Yep. Though Okada has broken the all-time defense record in New Japan Pro Wrestling, as well as the most days as champ record, he still needs to break Kenta Kobashi's 735-day reign as champion. From March 1st, 2003, against his match against Masawa, to March 5th, 2003, losing the belt to Takeshi Rikio for some reason, with, <laughs> with 14 successful defenses during that time. 
I was gonna say if Okada beat Kenny, they may have to call in Takeshi Rikio to beat another yet another 730 plus day reign. Now going into 2016. AJ Styles, Shinsuke Nakamura, Luke Gowles, and Carl Anderson would all leave New Japan to join the WWE. AJ making his debut at number three in the Royal Rumble with the big dog looking on. The big dog! Nakamura having an amazing NXT debut against Sami Zayn at NXT TakeOver Dallas, and Gowles and Anderson debuting on Raw during a run and attacking the Usos. Good. Kenny Omega would become a heavyweight, attacking AJ after their tag match, officially kicking him out of the Bullet Club. Nakamura would drop the belt and have his farewell match in a six-man tag alongside Okada and Ishii against fellow Three Musketeers Tanahashi, Shibata, and of course Hiroki Goto. After the match, Okada would carry Nakamura on his shoulders as they wore Best in the World t-shirts. And of course, Suzuki Goons and Noah, they come back and they start fucking shit up. And that leads us to our farewell. Boys, fuck, that took what, two years? Almost three. Jesus fucking Christ. We did it on purpose, everyone. <laughs> yeah. Long-term booking. Yes, exactly. We, That's, we wanted to, to show you the concept in practice. Yeah. Yeah. You li- now you listen to our show, you'll pick up any little things, right? Little callbacks. I'm going to call, on the next, the next arc, I'm going to call back on stuff. Oh, what are you going to call back on? Oh, uh, I don't know. Would you like to tell everybody what we're planning on doing next? Well, my first plan about two years ago, I was going to do the Rise and Fall of Tetsuya Naito. Then I realized I want to get away from current day New Japan and start... Have some fun. <clears throat> Have some fun, yeah. And by fun, I mean I wanted to do some New Japan Dark Ages stuff. <laughs> Let's throw in some Valley Tudo shit. Let's, Let's get... talk about Enochism. Yeah, Enochism. Oh, we got to start that with people. Kermit. Oh, Christ. <laughs> get some Josh Barnett matches in. We got some Bob Sapp, some Brock Lesnar. But... There is one Kermit that I... There's only one Kermit that I'm, I'm uh, interested in. Who? That's Frog Lesnar. Frog Lesnar? Frog Lesnar. What are you talking about, Frog Lesnar? Frog Lesnar. Frog Lesnar. Where do you wrestle in? Hustle. Do the hustle! Do the hustle! You wrestled in Hustle? Hustle. You don't remember Frog Lesnar? Frog Lesnar. I, of course I do. I was playing up for the. Microphone. Come on, Manny! <laughs> Come on! I'm acting Come on, surprised! <laughs> Leave the acting to me, boys. So, yes. We plan on doing Hustle next. Yes, we are. Which is going to be a lot of fun, but I hope I can find some info on a lot of the shit, because it's kind of hard to find. I don't know how we're going to do it, but we're going to do it. Yeah, I have all the shows. I have my a generally small Takata figure <laughs> on my desk at home. Yes, it does. Which I bought alongside Manny's LIJ. Maybe we'll do one a month. Maybe, yeah. That makes sense. And I'm trying to figure out how we should do the show. So I have, like I said, I have every show. I have all the Hustle House shows at Corican. I have the Hustle Manias. And I guess we're trying to figure out how to do the stupid storyline. Yeah. Which I think you and I, we could try to interpret it, what we think is going on. Yeah, it's like interpretive art. Yeah. Or in our case, interpretive fart. Ah! 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 Farts. Those two words rhyme. (laughs) Speaking of farts, plugs. Joseph, where can we find you? Same place I'm always at. Where can we find you on the Instagram machine? Milano underscore collection underscore JC. And where else can we find you? On uh, the Instagrams. You said Instagram, you dumb. Not Instagram. I'm, so, I'm fucking, it's like 98,000 degrees in here. 98 degrees? Uh, 98,000 degrees. Uh, you can find me on the Twitter thing, at Swoley Anderson. Ooh. I mean, where can we find you on Twitter? What you doing nowadays? At Huracan Works. You can, you can also go on... Steam pointing at the microphone. Yeah, listen, you fucks. You go, everybody go on Steam. Look up treachery in Beatdown City. He's staring down the mic and to add it to your wish list. Even yes. if you're getting it, 
Put it on there. Yeah. Because if they see activity doing it, they'll be like, you know. Hey, these guys have something going on. Yeah. You start saying, I know there's something going on by Frida. That's a good song. It's a really goddamn a, good song. Oh my god, that's a good it's song. It's a great song. Fuck yeah, it you is. You know what's a better song? Ah. Spaceballs! Watch out! Spaceballs! But you can find us on Twitter, even though I don't post much on Twitter anymore because I'm kind of sick of wrestling Twitter. There's an argument every other day about something. It's fun. Well, yeah, you can also find me on the Instagrams. And wrestling Mike... Twitter is fucking great. Why? Because it's like I wake up every morning yeah. and I'm like, what are people bitching about today? What's today's problem? Yeah, what's today's problem? Because I mean, I don't give a shit about anything. I love wrestling. It's fun. Yeah, so I'm like, oh, this guy didn't shake this guy's hand and he left. Right. You know, this dude said this girl's not good at wrestling. Kenny Omega booked a show with a guy that did a thing. <laughs> well, the thing that, was yeah, Ophelia. That's kind of a that's big thing. That's kind of a big one. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, before that, you can find me on the Instagrams at Mikey underscore Coco. I like to post things about, I like to post pictures of my kitty. Of, yeah, the, the gizmo. Gizmo's fucking fat. That's not, that's not nice to say. Know. You can't say, why are you saying it? She's not here. I'll, I'll tell her when she gets home. I'll remind her when she gets home. Yeah. When I get home. And you're a piece of garbage. Yeah, I know. I like to post pictures of Gizmo, pictures of the lady friend who we made a year together. Congratulations. Thank you. Yay, me. Yes, you can find it. Yes. Yes. You can find us there and, there and all that other shit. And we'll be back when the fuck ever we decide to. Probably in a couple weeks. Yeah. These, those shows are easy to do. Yeah, they're not long. So I guess we could. Say a good farewell for New Japan Pro Wrestling. Actually, you know what? I have a different. I have a different way we're gonna oh, end. Oh jeez, <laughs> fuck me. Okay. Hey Yoshitatsu, you think we'll be back soon to record a new episode? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>